Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Kissed by Fire. I'm B Word. And I'm Steph Lioness. Today we come to you from beyond the wall as we huddle around the fire while the cold winds blow and the snows fall, keeping ourselves warm with stories by our favourite writer, George R.R. R. Martin. Yes, and today we will be covering half a chapter from the book Fire and Blood, which became the basis for HBO's House of the Dragon. Just half? Only half. This chapter is uh, long. It's super long. It is longer than uh, Mushroom's Giant Member and Tormund, Tormund? Tormund's Giant Member combined. So that's very long yeah. then. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm blushing and we're going to just begin. Um, <laughs> so this this chapter is called The Sons of the Dragon and focuses on Aegon the Conqueror's two children with his sister wives. They were Aenys and Maegor. Yes, and today we will cover the early years uh, and Aenys' reign as Aegon's heir. And next time, we will talk all about Maegor, one of my favourite characters. Ooh, I'm excited to hear your takes on Maegor. Uh, before we begin, let's tell you where you can find us on the internet and social media. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we are at Kissed Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can email us anytime at kissedbyfirethepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon page. We are Kissed by Fire on Patreon. If you want to support us, we have three tiers. They are uh, just a $5, $10, and $20 level. We do provide lots of bonus content, the chance to ask us questions in each episode, and some swag, which will be on its way to Patreon soon. We are so close to being done our uh, fabulous art. I'm pretty excited. I know, it's really, really cool. Um, So now you know how to get in contact. Shall we start with a short summary of what's to come? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, Later on, also just a warning, we will probably have a spoiler section uh, towards the end. We'll warn you when that's coming. So if you're reading along with us and you don't want spoilers, you can jump off. Uh, The spoilers just usually contain to like the main series or things that Time yes yeah or looking ahead if there's any foreshadowing yeah. but we don't want to exactly. say that this is foreshadowing um right let's begin so in this chapter called the sons of the dragon um i said um again oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we say um a lot in this and beth has a great story that her mom told her that um sound um is what um is um vagina in turkish so every time we say um so now you go. can just yep. play along with the fact That's that we're, what we're saying. saying vagina. Because, I mean, it suits us quite well anyway. <laughs> Members of vaginas. We're many, how many, many minutes vaginas. into this into this podcast? <laughs> exactly. It's that kind of day. Just how many vaginas can we actually get in there? Yeah. <laughs> So here's a summary of the chapter that's coming up, The Sons of the Dragon. So in it, Egon had only two children, uh, which I find interesting, but we'll talk about that. One with each sister wife, Rhaenys and Visenya. Rhaenys was the first to give birth to Aenys in 7 AC. Visenya had Maegor in 12 AC. Uh, you'll find out that the boys were vastly different. Um, and then Aenys married Alyssa Valerion, who was also a cousin, and they had about a billion children. Maegor grew up, married a high tower and had no children at all, which ultimately ended up in his decision to take a second wife and then end up getting exiled from Westeros. Silly Billy. Aenys became king in 37 AC after his father, the Conqueror, died and everything kind of went to shit a bit after that. His children married each other, which made the faith revolt and it makes me revolted. <laughs> there were... Petty wars and lots of vengeance being sought for things that Aegon had done during his conquest. Uh, but Aenys 
didn't really know what to do about any of that. And in fact, he pooped himself to death in 42 AC. <laughs> he pooped himself to death. <laughs> I'm so hysterical. He did. He pooped himself oh, to death. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out more later in this chapter, but that is essentially what happened. He just turded himself to death. Yeah. He, and then, yeah. The perfect... I, I was going to say something the... like, and he was interred... <laughs> uh, oh my god the perfect rough summary sorry uh but there is there as with george there is so much more in the writing Mm -hmm. so shall we get into it let's yeah let's do it so i'll um let me let me get my uh reading voice going uh the sons of the dragon (laughs) i love it um i won't sing it i won't sing it i won't say it like the man in the book but it's a good opener, I think, this chapter. It's a nice one. King Aegon the First Targaryen took both of his sisters to wife. Blurg. He doesn't actually say blurg in the story, but I, I added that. <laughs> Rhaenys and Visenya were dragon riders, with the silver-gold hair, purple eyes, and beauty of true Targaryens. Elsewise, the two queens were as unlike each other as any two women could be, save in one respect. Each of them gave the king a son. So there we go, that's... That's the opening of the chapter, that they were very different sisters, it's, but they did. It's a good lead in because it lays out how how likely the, the children are to be equally as different, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I do have a, a question already. Okay. That just to deep dive, because Aegon obviously comes from a very, comes from the Targaryen dynasty, He's the conqueror. He's this important person. But he seemed to find it very hard to father children. So he had been... I, I'm not entirely sure when he married his sisters. If you know the wedding dates, I can't remember. I don't think they say. I think he just said they took them, No, I don't think he said. to bride. But he'd obviously... So he went... He So he had Aenys. They had Aenys in 7 AC. So this is seven years after the... The, conqueror, mm-hmm, the conquest, the conquest yeah. that's what I mean. And I imagine they were married well before the conquest. So it's taken a long time to have one baby. And then another one turns up in 12 AC. That's five years mm-hmm. later. And I am wondering uh, if Egon was actually infertile. Was is well, I have two questions about it. Is Aenys really Egon's child? And I've written a question here that I can't read my own handwriting. So... <laughs> I'll just ignore that one for now. Okay. Yeah, is Aenys really Egon's child? Because Egon didn't seem to father very many children. He obviously only fathered two, and it took a very long time to father them. Uh, we know that Rhaenys had, as we've mentioned before... Favourites. Favourites, who she possibly took to bed with her. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we've also mentioned that Visenya has has been rumoured that she's into, you know, dark stuff. Sorcery. Were either of them... Sorcery. Were either of them actually genuinely Aegon's? That's interesting. I never, really, I never really thought about that before. I think that uh, I always just assumed that Aenys was, and it was just the maesters trying to be like, well, he was too weak to, to actually be Aegon's. So that you know, discredit. Mm. Well, that that is a. We could mention at this point that Egon was uh, sorry. Aenys was when he was born. He was very small and sickly, wasn't he? Apparently, it says he cried all the time, and 
His limbs were spindly, his eyes were small and watery. They they were worried that he wasn't going to survive babyhood, were they? Apparently, I like this, he would spit out the nipples of his wet nurse and give suck only at his mother's breasts. I just wonder what... well, like, what is, why is that even there? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it just to show that he was a mama's boy? Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe. George, uh, why is that in there? <laughs> I suppose, I mean, for royal for royalty anyway, they just don't tend to... To nurse off their Nurse mom. their own children. Yeah. We saw that in Ho- House of the Dragon with, uh, what's her Allison's... name, Rhaenyra. Oh, Rhaenyra, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rhaenyra having her breasts ba- ba- binded, bound. Yes. Yeah. Bounded. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Bound, and they, they, the wetness was telling her, "Oh, you'll dry up soon." Um, and and that, I hated it. Oh, I just said, "Oh, I'm again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is it is quite uncommon for a royalty to have. But they weren't. We know breastfed the children. They weren't royalty yet necessarily. They were nobles. They were only getting used to being royalty, I suppose. Um, well, they were royalty. This was seven. Yeah, by now. Yeah, so. I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I just what I mean is there was but even nobles. Was, yeah, even, I was say, even the nobility. The, there wasn't like even royalty precedent for it because there wasn't super amounts of royalty. But yeah, nobility didn't often nurse their own children. Um, no. Yeah, but it is an odd detail to put it in your yeah, right. I was like, I, and I just wondered what what the purpose was with George. I feel like he he's often he just wanted to talk about maybe he again. did. It was just That's all about nipples, 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 nipples. Nip- yeah. Nips. Put a little nip slip in yeah. there. Slipped a little nip. So Aenys. Yep. Aenys was not like Aegon in any way. No. Well, he was like Aegon in many ways, physically, in was appearance. He, no, he, he looked wasn't. yeah, he still had the purple eyes and, and the white hair of the Targaryen. He looked like a Targaryen. He had he had had Targaryen looks, but we know that there are Targaryen bastards that have the Targaryen mm-hmm. look. Yes. Because his genes I think are strong. Well, strong ish. The seed is strong. I really want to talk about a spoiler right now but i won't um you can talk about it later make a note of it write it down amy's definitely i i don't think i don't think he does say that he looked like his father they don't talk about his looks at all which is to me no it's so unlike egon so unlike king egon was he that few even dared suggest that his grace was not the boy's true sire that Aenys was some bastard born of one of queen Rhaenys's many handsome favorites the son of a singer or a mama or a mime god could you imagine having a child with a mime oh, that's like that just made my skin crawl <laughs> i'm just no offense to all of our fans who uh, like or are mimes but i am terrified of clowns sorry so, so <laughs> i hate clowns hard I'm no sorry, i'm terrified horrible. terrified of clowns even the word makes me shiver yeah. But no, I feel like it's just there to sort of um, discredit, for whatever reason, Rainies. That's why I feel like that's there. Possibly. But what's the point of doing that? Why would you want to discredit Rainies? What well, do they win yes, from that? And that's, I, I feel like it's just to show that maybe it's, like it's strength related. Like, Magor had to have been the better heir because he was stronger. But it's interesting because, of course, this is minor, minor-y, spoilery, but... We know that the line continues through Aenys's children, right? So, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I, 
I never questioned that Anies was Aegon's because I think sometimes children just can be more like their mother than their father. And Anies is a lot more like Rainies. But Rainies isn't sickly. She, but he doesn't grow up necessarily to be sickly. He get he does not handle no. stress well later. But he was no. traumatized as an infant with the death of his mother. Yeah. So and probably tormented by his other mother through most of his life. Oh god! Oh god! Your mum slash auntie. Yeah. Stepmom. I, I was thinking about it earlier today, going, Megor and Ego and Aenys are brothers slash cousins. Yes. It's gross, yeah. isn't it? Um but it is it, it interests me that once he was given a hatchling called Quicksilver, um, uh, which was which was born on the same year on Dragonstone, that's when Aenys began to thrive, that actually I, f- I feel like his dragony nature was unleashed at that time too. Almost like almost like a wargy kind of blood of the dragon. Maybe having a dragon close by helped him to be, I don't know. Well, they say thrive, but just become stronger, become... That's what they say in the book is thrive. But like, I feel like the dragon is his therapy yeah. animal. think about it it a little bit right it's sort of it makes him feel more comfortable and confident it it takes him out of his shell it creates sort of a conversation piece Mm. Um, so you don't think it's sort of the magical connection between i think probably targaryens and their dragons probably it's supposed to be that yes but i i feel like i just think i don't know my brain just thinks of it like in modern terms as his therapy animal (laughs) i don't know (laughs) But yes, I've I do think I like do that. think they have a magical connection. Um, that there's something mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in magic that ties to their blood that feels makes them feel that way. I have read theories about dragon bonding. I'm sure I read an essay a few years ago. Obviously, it was years ago, so pre-pandemic, and therefore it's lost to the annals of my brain. <laughs> but I'm sure I read something about dragon bonding and genetics and blood. And it to do with boys bonding and women being hatches. Like you need a woman, a female dragon rider near it for the dragon to egg to hatch, or something like that. But it's all there's like someone's done some crazy study. I can't remember who it was using George's genetics that he talks about hmm. to figure out why it was that they weren't dragons for years and blah, 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 blah. And anyway, that's sort of slightly spoilery too. But still, I've, I think that there is definitely evidence enough that perhaps just therapy animal, but also that the dragons do... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, they become whole. The, the Targaryens are more whole they like with complete, their dragons. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Does that it's make like sense? It's like they build... Yeah, I and I agree. Um, they They... They do something. It's it sort of systematically completes them somehow, or gives mm-hmm. them something that they didn't have before, and it happens later yeah. in this chapter as well, right? With Reyna, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. So so there's precedent enough that it that it comes up enough even in these early chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To yeah yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately for Amy's though, his mum died when he was three. Yeah. What I was going to say yeah. on that dragon note still is it's interesting because 
it the the dragons seem to help the more I don't know I don't want to use the word weak but the ones that come across as weaker thrive earlier if they get a hatchling but then you have people like Magor who don't mm. who are not quote unquote weak early on and and as we talked about even in um, I feel like he is a I feel like he's an outlier though. well I was just going to bring up another that. example in from House of the Dragon because we've already covered that so it's not a spoiler yeah. but uh, a um, Amon is the same right mm. he's a strong fierce boy who doesn't have a hatchling who claims mm. a big tough dragon right yeah I'm not saying it's every um, every Targaryen will be like this mm-hmm. but I it's just simply he was uh, sickly weak not a happy baby given uh, a dragon a hatchling and it kind of completed a part of him that's missing I'm not an expert on Targaryen genetics and dragon bonding I wish there was an expert but... on Targaryen <laughs> blood and dragon bonding <laughs> Other well, this is the thing. I'm sure I read this really long essay, but in the, in the days before, in the before times, when I could focus entirely on on long written uh, things, when I'm like, this is too much. Give me the TLDR, like tweet version of this, please. But I'm sure I feel like there's something in it that it that there's something about the dragon bonds that probably does complete, because even Amund he becomes stronger mm-hmm. and and has been desperate for a dragon to bond with yes true yeah, yeah. but he's not exactly and a I meek th- and boy I, I guess no he's not a meek boy so i'm not necessarily saying but he he was softer i remember in one of the episodes uh, in fact the same episode that he bonds with vega he was being almost kind to lucera for a minute and cocky but that the was death. the show Later in the like his the, his book behavior before bonding with Fagar is different than the, his show behavior. Mm, that's true. So that's we'll true. get to that more later. But I think he's a he's definitely another example mm. of of a, a stronger, more robust, fiercer, braver mm. human who doesn't have a hatchling initially and and takes no. on an older dragon. So I wonder if there's something to that a, a pattern of. Some people, mm. some thrive better with a hatchling, and some are more able to take on an aged dragon. Maybe because it does come up that there's more than one way to bond with a dragon, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, and that's what um, Lena says to is it Raina, her daughter, another Raina, just Baylor and Raina, her daughters, and Raina's the one without a dragon, isn't yes, it? yeah, and she is upset that she hasn't got a dragon and Lena says to her, there's more than one way to bond with a dragon. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be a hatchling. But either way, there's definitely, I simply feel like there is, it won't be everybody, it depends on personalities. Mago, I feel, is a massive outlier. Like, he is just a totally, like, he's an anomaly. If you had a chart of Targaryens, <laughs> he'd be out way away from everyone else, I, I think. Um, but he, I do, I, I, there's definitely importance put on the bonding of Targaryens to their dragons and how they're almost one, they're almost one person. And that we've seen that in the show as well, when one of them gets hurt or attacked, they, they feel each other's emotions. There's, there's definitely something about dragon bonding. Yeah. That, yeah. 
Yeah, like when Rhaenyra is in childbirth and Cyrax is having a hard mm-hmm. time with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's definitely something there for sure. For sure. I just need to have time to write it all down and research it. <laughs> or maybe George can just tell us. Yeah. I mean, does everything have to <laughs> be, be really useful? Just tell us. Yeah. Just fucking tell us, George. Just say it. But just think of the difference in in their upbringings, anyway. Like, like. Aenys is is three when Rhaenys dies, where Megor is given a sword at age three because his mother's there beside him and and holding him up. Yeah. Right, I think that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, on on the fact that Aenys was three, like he goes backwards, doesn't he? Yeah. He regresses Poor hugely. Guy. Yeah, poor little fella. Like he starts crawling again. Doesn't he stop speaking? Am I wrong? No, he stops eating. He stops eating. And he forgot how to walk. Yeah. Well, he didn't. I don't know that he forgot. He just didn't want to for whatever reason. Mm. He just an Aegon despaired of him. Yeah. yeah. Poor Aegon was probably yeah. grieving himself and then trying to sort out what to do with this grieving toddler. So sad. Yeah. yeah. I know it's awful. And there were rumors that Visenya was barren though, because uh, because she hadn't had a child. She must have been because she's older than Aegon. Yeah. Isn't yeah. she? She's the eldest. And so Egon was, what, 27 when they conquered. So let's say she's two years older than him for, just for shits and giggles, we'll say that. So she must have been 29. She doesn't have Megor till 12 AC. So that's 12 years later. What is that? <laughs> Someone help. Why can't I not do that? 29 plus 12? What, 41? Yeah. Yeah, so she wasn't, she was 41 when she had Megor. 41. Um, and there were rumours that she was barren and people were suggesting to Egon to take another wife. Mm-hmm. So, because they thought Aenys, and probably they thought Aenys isn't going to make it. He's going to Well, it's also die. just a surety, you know, an heir and a spare. Oh, yeah. You want heir and a spare. Yeah, always. Exactly. Always. Yeah. But, um, but he was lucky that in 11 AC, Visenya announced she was with child. Um, and in 12 AC, she had Mago, who was like, you literally couldn't get more opposite mm-hmm. than than Aenys. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he like twice the birth twice, weight of Aenys? Yeah, twice the birth weight. Totally different child. Robust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Strong, virile boy. Yeah. Uh, but they were, what I found really sad is it. It points out the very next sentence after Megor has been born. It says the half brothers were never close, like straight away, yeah. immediately from from day one. And I think that's really sad. I think that's a very sad thing. And I would, I kind of think, is that simply? Do you think that's because of Visenya's influence or what? Like, why should two brothers, even from early early days, why would they not get on straight away? And they weren't very far apart, right? They were only like five years apart. Yeah, so that's the same age difference apart. as my kids. I got to tell you, mine do not always get yeah. along. But when... when no, th- no kids always get along. But So when Thor was five and Loki was born, I mean, Thor like worshipped her. She was just so excited to be a big sister. So I think it has to do with that, mm. just that separatism. Um, Visenya knew that mm. Megor mm. was not the heir. And... Yeah, You know, she didn't really want them to be close. And you know what? Some people, especially in feudal societies, 
uh, kind of felt mm. like weakness was contagious. So if, if they viewed, Visenya especially mm. viewed Aenys as weak, she maybe didn't want him to influence Magor's growth. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah. Tiaki, but it's out there. I wonder if, if Visenya purposefully, because uh, I know that, and, and the more I read about this, the more I agree with your theories that Visenya really hated her sister right. Rhaenys. And I do, I do think I do wonder if she purposefully would have not just out of fear of weakness but simply kept Magor away or maybe I don't know I, I, I can imagine her not wanting not wanting Magor to bond with Aenys and not encouraging Aenys to bond with Magor simply because that was Rainey's child yeah yeah you know? like yeah and this is where that theory we and for those listening who aren't patreons we do have a bonus episode where we talk about um mm. the relationship between Visenya and Rainey's is just a take that I have but this is where I said it in that episode like this is where for me it really comes through is the way that Visenya mm. continues mm. to treat the the legacy of Rainey's and and yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe she didn't want Magor to bond with Aenys. Maybe because she thought they would have to kill him. You know, mm. she always maybe wanted him okay. to be the heir, so she she knew to get that, she would have to take out Aenys or something. Who knows, right? I feel sad thinking of Visenya like this, though. I don't, I don't want to think because I think of her such a badass. Oh, I love her. And so amazing yeah. in so many ways. But then I feel like, why do you, what, what, why? Why did you have to well, this about the children? Because every character be has to be grey. They can't just be uh, great all the time. George doesn't write that way. I'm but it makes forward. my face go down at the sides. <laughs> mm. It does. That's like a it. pout. <laughs> I don't like it. Because she was so obsessed with family and Egon's line, I, I was just But like, she was also quite, I think Virginia. she was quite obsessed with, with power and yeah. presence. And um, mm. yeah, I think. And of course, and she's the eldest. She's I the mean, eldest. This is Targaryens for like crazy idiots that you are. You, <laughs> the stupidity of marrying both your sisters <laughs> <laughs> when you're in the middle you know, it comes up. It comes up in House of the Dragon that uh, Rain, Rainer. No, who am I thinking of? Rainies. Yes, Rainies gets overlooked because she's a woman, even though she's the el- she's the eldest child of the of the eldest son. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Am I right? Yeah. But it she was the only the, child uh, of the eldest Viserys. son, and the Viserys was the only yeah, child well, exactly. of the, the younger son. Well, she was the she was the grandchild of. They were both oh, the grandchild God. of Jaehaerys, but yeah, one was Jaehaerys. from the firstborn son, and one was from the secondborn son. Yeah, secondborn son. But so it's just all of it is just stupid. And when you've got that, uh, you can understand Visenya thinking, "Well, I'm the eldest, so why isn't my child mm-hmm. the heir?" Just because that one came first. Yeah, because Visenya would have been Aegon's stu- Like, yep, yeah, and it just. It's just stupid. It's just absolutely stupid. It's why it doesn't work. <laughs> like, there's never been a point in, in any of Targaryen history, really, where unless there's only he's the king and queen, they have two children, <laughs> he's the, and then they marry, and then they have two children, and then they marry. Like, there's no clear cut on who is going to be the heir, and hence wars and 
councils and I know that that's minorly spoilery, but it's kind of it is known because House of the yeah, Dragon. Yeah, I mean that's what keeps the keeps it interesting is that there continues to be conflict. But again, I know, but it just seems like why can't they? If, like for example, why didn't Egon say strongly right? This is how it's going to work. This is who the heir is but going he, to be. But he and did, that that and we're going to write it. Down. He didn't. He maybe maybe did he, he didn't write it down, but his actions showed who his heir was. He mm. would take Aenys with mm. him on progress. He would keep Aenys with him in his councils. He did not take Megor mm. with him, which I think Visenya resented even more. It doesn't say mm. it yes, explicitly, no. he, but he I think if we had her... Put, yeah, he, didn't he? And Megor stayed with his mom yeah. on Dragonstone. They would hold court there. Um, she would oversee... Mm. They would oversee matters, but but Aenys was the one who always went with Aegon, so he was obviously the the heir. He treated him as such. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's oh, that's a bit spoilery. I was going to say something, but it, I'll talk about it later. But it just, I feel like it's implied rather than said. And he should have said before they even had children, who's any child I have with Visenya is going to be the heir because she is my heir, or whoever's born first is going to be my heir. Yeah, do you see what I mean? It would have, but maybe he didn't think of it until. Until it happened, and just his firstborn son was he his firstborn he's a son. King. Oh, I know, but Kings but he wasn't only just think of it in the last minute. No, but he wasn't. You he know? had so many other things that he was trying to sort out when he was becoming king. That maybe mm-hmm. that was just the last thing on his mind. It was okay. Well, let's worry about that after we've conquered, and then. But you're right. I but mean, it was then, seven AC. Even what so. Yeah, even even when he's uh, he's when he's a lord on. Dragonstone. Even if he didn't become king, it still would have been an issue, wouldn't it? He's got two wives, but maybe one is old. We don't know a lot about the families before Aegon, but maybe he did it the no. way it has been done. Maybe it was just that his firstborn son. So maybe, maybe there are other examples in Targaryen history that we mm. don't get, and Aegon yeah. just continued what had been done, right? So his firstborn son. But if that was how it had always been done, why did Visenya become obsessed with the fact that? You know, Megor should be should be heir, not Aenys. She never. Well, I was gonna say she never flat out said it, but she did. Um, mm. I don't know. She just wanted her bloodline to continue. She wanted. She got. Mm. She wanted it to be her legacy. She. I don't know. It's just if it was always the way it's done, then she should like she should know her place. Yeah, like, yeah, well, but maybe she had hoped that, that she would have the child first, right? And then when Aenys came mm. around. But hope isn't the same. I I'm I'm just an I'm just annoyed. <laughs> but, but I feel like everyone's on Visenya for this. But Egon should have been part of either either it always was the way that it was and Visenya's just moaning about something that she shouldn't actually moan about because it's just the way it's always been done. Or Egon should have said, this is how it's going to work. I don't think it's one or the other. I think there's so just too many variables. I think that... There are too many variables. Egon having... why you just shouldn't marry don't both Don't marry both of them. Don't, yeah, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have. Um, but I think that... Do you think he shouldn't have married Rainey's? Because obviously he married I think Rainey's he shouldn't have first, married Visenya. I think but that's how it was always done, wasn't it? The eldest two. He was expected to, but I think that he probably maybe could have been in a position to advocate and say, I don't want to marry Visenya, but I will marry Rhaenys. I'm still marrying my sister. Mm. I'm still doing what House Targaryen mm. does. 
but I'm not marrying Visenya. Mm. Visenya doesn't want to marry me anyway, because I don't think she did. I think that she was content no. to be a companion of his, but I don't think she was content to be a sexual partner of his. I don't know. That's just me inferring. No, but, but she did. But she definitely wanted an heir with him, though. Well, so. but but if he had never married her, that ne- would have never been True. her responsibility. Mm. It's hard to say. Oh, there's so many what ifs. I'm going down a rabbit hole. I know. I'm, my, yeah. my, my mind is in a rabbit hole of Me what too. if and what if this and what if they became enemies because Visenya was like, why don't you marry me? I'm the eldest sister. I'm the sister. eldest sister. And I want a dragonstone. I want to be the heir to that. If Yeah. There's so there's a million what ifs. Yeah. But regardless, I don't think it's as simple as mm. um, I think probably through the years of their marriage, through the years of the conquest, I would assume that Visenya wanted mm. to have a child first. I would assume that mm. Rainey's wanted to have a child first. Maybe it wasn't a race, but once Aenys was born and mm. Aegon treated him as the heir, it was unquestionable. Like Aegon, no. Aegon say, yeah. and even Visenya respected that Aegon say was Aegon say. So, mm. but or maybe mm. it was just she had she really truly did not like Aenys' nature. And just mm. didn't jive with him. Didn't like the way he was handling things. So he wants. She wanted Magor to be the ruler because she knew he would knew in her mind that he would be better, better suited to it, as the stronger, Luke. fiercer person. Uh, Personality. He? Mm. No, I know. So I don't think so. I just mean it, she thinks but... so. She's his mommy. Yeah. So yeah, you know. she's his mom, and she put a sword in his hand, aged three, she which did. I think is fucked up. <laughs> that is. Not a toy. <laughs> That's not a toy that you give to a child. No. Hello, darling. Here's your first sword. Your first age three. Sword. Yeah. Uh, and wild. He. One of the first things he did was butcher a cat with it. Mm-hmm. This is lovely. It's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, Super. Always, always a good sign. The when sign of a, animals, of a good human <laughs> is the first thing you do is butcher a cat. Cheapers. Yep. yep. Yep, but he was uh, he was very good at swordplay though. A natural. And he had was it a corbray? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a corbray. One of the corbrays became his master at arms. Master at arms. Mm-hmm. I loved that uh, Aenys though, who ultimately is not he was not given a sword at age three since he went back to crawling. Nope. Um, but he was instructed he by the Kingsguard because he was often on progress with Aegon, so he would spend time mm-hmm. practicing with the Kingsguard, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. I was trained by the Kingsguard, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a Corbray? Well, I got the Kingsguard. So, yeah. Yep. And he wasn't not he wasn't shit at it. No, either. No. It's not like he was. He just wasn't bad passionate at, about at it. Swordplay. No, he just you know he did what he was told. He was kind of courageous, but he just he wasn't as big as Egon, and he just wasn't that into it. I think he'd rather sing wouldn't he yeah um, he liked he was a he was know. a courtier a basic per, he was really he was good at being at court he was a good singer he was charming yeah. he knew how to talk to people what does it say here charming but it not says, bookish uh, or something like that. yeah the gifts uh such gifts as this prince possessed lay elsewhere anis was a fine singer uh, which makes me think was his father really a singer was it not Egon? well rainies <laughs> was also a singer wasn't she she could sing that's, well, she liked singing. She liked singing. Yeah. Um, as it happened, the boy had a sweet, strong, a strong, sweet voice. He was courteous and charming, clever without being bookish. 
which is important. I find that comes up quite a lot in, in Westerosi stuff. It's important if you like books that you not become a nerd. People don't seem to like it when <laughs> people are into books. Like, why are you into books? Oh, don't be you bookish. Know? Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, ew, we're all bookish. Book. That's why we're here. Yeah. He also seemed to have liked lots of young girls into him as well. He did. But apparently, but that's also a little bit sexy. Probably because he was the heir as well. So there's always something hotter about that, right? That's true. When I was younger, I liked William more than Harry, but I've since learned the error of my ways. <laughs> the error yes. of your ways. Uh, yeah, I know. William has not aged well. Um, In many ways. Seems to be. The attitude. Anyways, we got to 80s loving to ride, mm-hmm. but his main thing was he wanted to ride on Quicksilver. He was into flying. I mean, who wouldn't be? Right. Oh, if I had a dragon. dragon or a horse. I think I'll ride my dragon. Thanks. Uh, um, I'll go ride on my dragon. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, but Prince Megor didn't have a dragon. Or friends. Although, <laughs> or friends. He rode well. This is, this. I mean, we've had the cat being mutilated. Just to drive the point home. He, just to drive the point home, exactly, when he was eight a palfrey kicked him in the stables. Megor stabbed the horse to death and then slashed half the face off the stable boy who came running to the beast's screams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Prince of Dragonstone, as he was called then, although now the Prince of Dragonstone means the heir, uh, which I find interesting. A little bit of tidbit there. Mm-hmm. Many compa- He had many companions through the years, but no true friends. A bit. He reminds me a little bit of Lord Voldemort. <laughs> you know, yes, no real friends. True. Tom Riddle <laughs> you know, had no real friends. Death Eaters hanging around with him, but no real, no real friends. Mm-hmm. Didn't like friends. Yeah. Um. I see. I have opinions about this horse. Right. This horse situation. I. If you were kicked by a horse, and you were eight years old, wouldn't you fucking want to stab it a bit? I don't know that I <laughs> would, like, Steph. Fuck <laughs> you, horse. Know. I have been like. <laughs> You know, attacked by a cat at eight years old and I didn't, like, want to stab true. it. I just sort of walked away from it okay. and thought that was unpleasant. I'm just trying to see it from <laughs> Megor's side. I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little less... What's the word? Just all of the writing is that Megor is this... As, you, as we'll see as we keep going, that Megor is a cat mutilator and a horse stabber, um, <laughs> you know, and not... I doesn't have any friends. And I'm just trying to be like, okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He was kicked in the face by a horse or whatever it was. Maybe not in the head. It just says it was kicked him. Is it reasonable to stab a horse to death? Probably not, is it? Probably not. No. Probably not. No. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Just trying to open my mind. I'm so curious to see where you, where we, because you said you're so, the Magor stuff is one of your, some of your favorite stuff. I'm so curious to see where this goes. Because I can't. Well, he he is fascinating. Like yeah. I, you know, there are many signs of psychopathy within him, like animal mutilation and violence uh, to horses and to the poor stable boy, who's who I feel mainly sorry for. I think we're supposed to be reminded, or there's a character who comes up later in the books who also kills a horse. I won't say who it is. So I'm wondering if we're meant to... And who's also very big in stature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know who I mean? Yeah, there's... there's. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I have a separate note about killing a cat. So 
Um, yes, there's another one about killing a cat. So mm-hmm. there are characters who... Another character who's killed a cat, another character who's very big in stature, who has killed a horse. And I think we're supposed to think about those characters. I think we are too. When we read this. Which doesn't bode well for my opinions of Megor. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that Megor is a great, necessarily a great person, but I want to... In fact, he's not. <laughs> Let's put it out here. Animal mutilation, not good, not in good. my opinion. No. Not good. No excuses. On the list of bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... I guess because one of my big obsessions about Fire and Blood is that it is written from a very specific point of view. Very biased standpoint. Yeah. Very biased. So I do try, when I'm reading it, to question pretty much everything that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And, and or try and put other context and think, well, what else was going on? What I, I feel like they're trying to create, this one was a villain and this one was a weakling. And it suits the narrative very well, but just it's just, I don't know, there's, it, it, there's something, I, I make a habit of, of trying to think, is that, is that really actually what was going on? Well, it's interesting because when you look at it that way, one is a weakling and one is a villain. There is no correct heir. No. Neither of these are the right choice. No, no, they're I, just the I, only I choices. Think they were the only choices. I feel like it's. I don't know whether this is something that when I first read this, and I wonder what George is trying to say with this, because it's such an anticlimax from Egon the Conqueror, the Egon, this big conqueror father of a dynasty that goes on as 16 kings follow him he conquered these people the field of fire all this stuff and then what follows is such a real anticlimax with Aenys he is you know he's born and he's all like kind of way and way I'm a baby and and I want to I'm a mummy's boy and I want to suck on only my mummy's nipples and no one else and that reminds me of another character who is later in other books who we're meant to think of who gives suck to only his mother's nipples even beyond a time when it's acceptable oh right? yeah 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 i was like where who yeah yeah um yeah yes and uh but you know it's i feel like it's a real anti-climax and i wonder what what is george saying with these are the two heirs of the dragon is he saying the incest is bad is he saying the targaryens are bad what or or is it just simply i don't know what what is he saying with like that my takeaway what followed wasn't all good was just that aegon was a man who would have children who had just like the rest of us no control or not a lot of control over Mm. who they're the personalities that develop from your children i don't Mm -hmm. know like to me it's just it it creates a a fallibility to this godlike character. Mm. But if you have lots of lots of stories of you know, kind of fairy stories of the oh he was the father you know, he was the great king, da 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 usually the kind of the form the formula for that is that his sons were also strong and they had this and da da da. So it's just Didn't the same thing happen historically to William the Conqueror? His sons were not great. Yes, I know. I was, I was thinking. I was reading up about William the Conqueror for this because I think that there is a there are definite uh, parallels between this. I mean, the very fact that they're both the Conqueror mm-hmm. 
um, you know, William the Conqueror, Aegon the Conqueror. Correct. Yeah. And that their sons, there was difficulties with their sons and stuff like that. It, I feel like George is definitely drawing a parallel. Do you think that too? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And the fact that William the Conqueror was the kind of father of the dynasty of all of British kings from that point onwards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's meant to be and from another place. Yeah, it's meant to be it's he pulls the he pulls a lot of historical parallels and it mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense to me. And it's there's I don't know that Aegon and Aen or uh, Magor and Aenys having the personalities they do reflect necessarily mm-hmm. on whether or not they're both not children of Aegon. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're his blood either way. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's supposed to say, but <laughs> they're what we get <laughs> anyway. They are what we get. <laughs> what we and get. I just, I, it just, it was such a shock to me when I first read this. That's all. I just, I was really surprised I was thinking, oh, his his sons will be big and strong like him, and and then you just get kind of Amy's who. I I like Amy's, and I've liked him more as I've read about him. Mm. That he was, you know, he seems to be an affable person. You know, he he seems to get on with people. That's that's nice. Um, Amy's just but... wants to be liked. If you could give each he of them, to be liked, if you could yeah. pick what each of their. Um horoscope would be <laughs> their zodiac <laughs> <Okay>. signs <laughs> what, what would you give what them? are they what, what are they i would say that Amy's is a libra i because i feel like libras just like to be liked um and appreciated do they i think so i don't, I don't know, know a lot of it. libras so you're, but you're in here. but i i think that they do and they they don't like they don't like the idea of people not liking them which is very Amy's to me. They just like to be liked. I don't think anybody likes the idea of people not liking me. I don't me. give a shit if people don't like me. Isn't I don't know if that's terrible Can I or be not. More like you. But I really I'm like, okay, if you don't like me, whatever, man. I'm not changing who I am for you. Who the hell are you to me? Like I don't have anything to prove to you. What's your what's your star sign? I'm a Gemini, so we're pretty much sociopaths, everyone thinks, but <laughs> I, I don't know enough about this stuff every every like uh, this is not spoilery but i'm just gonna name a character but every um a song of ice and fire like what is your horoscope equivalent to a song of ice and fire character we always get little finger always gemini's do really yeah, always it's because of that like dual personality what? Yeah. My youngest child is a Gemini, so is he going to be like little thing? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> and I. My am. eldest is a Libra. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cute. I'm an Aries. Tell me about that. I don't what, actually. I don't know Aries anything people. about Aries. I don't know a lot of them. We're just the best. That's what there you go. Know. That's all there is. What's <laughs> Magor? Magor would be like. I don't know what Magor would be. I can't pick. Basically, we don't know enough. We're yeah. talking about. So cut, edit this know. part out because obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. We can have people have podcasts about things they don't know anything about. That's, that's true. That's how. That's like how most people make money. Listeners, uh, send us articles. send us some feedback and let us know which zodiac sign you think yeah. Amy's and Megor are. <laughs> yes, indeed. Go on then, uh, and then about how awesome Aries and I think Gemini is lovely. I think Gemini. Yeah, I'm pretty content with being a Gemini, but uh, we always get not that it means anything, finger. by the way. Can I just have that caveat there? It's not science. It's true. So. It's true. I'm fine with it. 
our symbol is um i like the twin symbol but now i hate that it's associated with the phrase anyway back on track oh god it is i was thinking i was thinking more like jamie and cersei yeah that's also not good is (laughs) it so that's also really not good no spoilers a ram i've always hated being a rammy aries like a ram like oh i'm just a sheep with horns (laughs) Great. Meh. <laughs> so, that's it. Aries, I think I've heard, are stubborn. Aries and Taurus are stubborn. No, we're not. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. We're probably just twatty sheep. Oh my god. We like to eat, sheep. eat grass. One of my favorite British words is twat. It's fun. Yeah, but you're saying it wrong. You're saying twat. It's, it's twat. twat. Yeah, I know. I've had this lecture twat. before. Americans say tw- okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Americans say twat. I didn't know that they were the same word until fairly recently. I think in the last year that I worked, I was like, Americans say twat instead of twat. Yeah. Oh It's my like God. an I instead of an A sound. Yeah. Yeah. It's like tomato. That's and twit. Tomato. But like that's twit is an I sound. I I'm, I hear it as you're saying T W O T twat. Twat. No, that's not what I'm saying. Twat. It's like I A. Twat. What? <laughs> no, I'm hearing T W O T. Twat. Twat. Not twat. Twat. Hmm. And I'm saying twat. T W A T. Twat. Twat. So there's a lot of twats right now. <laughs> um, and that's another vagina because that's what a twat is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fanny. Because by fire podcast. A, a British fanny, not an American all fanny. All vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> That at least kissed by fire a completely different way now. <laughs> There's so much I want to say, but I won't because this is a family show, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> it's not. Let's calm ourselves down. <laughs> just, cut, just cut this whole section out. <laughs> No, never. Oh my never. god, cheapers. <laughs> right. Let's get let's get to it. Let's talk about it. So, what did I say? Magor is like Lord Voldemort. That's 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 canon now. He's 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 the Lord Voldemort of. Um... <sighs> Sorry, I'm trying to calm myself down. Let's re- I'll read a bit about Magor. Shall I? Yes. Yeah. Shall I read something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says. It says. Megor was a quarrelsome boy, quick to take offence, slow to forgive, fearsome in his wrath. His skill with weapons was unmatched, however. A squire at eight, he was unhorsing boys four and five years his elder in the lists by the time he was twelve, and battering seasoned men-at-arms into submission in the castle yard. On his 13th name day in 25 AC, his mother, Queen Visenya, bestowed her own Valyrian steel blade's dark sister upon him half a year before his marriage. 13. Right. He got married age 13. Married. Mm-hmm. 13 years old. And what a lovely guy. Here's your husband. He's quarrelsome, quick to take offence, slow to forgive. He's already murdered at least one cat and at least one horse. You're welcome. Enjoy him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if someone if someone put that on, what would what would uh, Westeros Tinder be? Winder? <laughs> yeah. Twitteros. Westerinderos. Tinderos. Twinderos, Tinderos. There we go. If someone said in their profile, I don't really have any real friends and I've killed a horse and a cat and also I'm quite quarrelsome 
and I get offended really easily and I don't forgive people and I'm scary when I'm angry. You know that his um, his his twi- what did we call it Twinderos profile would not be that because this yeah. this is what people thought of him. What Megor thought of himself was a completely yeah, different conversation. Megor was like, yeah, yeah, I'm the strongest and the best, and I should be heir. And yeah, his would be like his would be like a dick pic in like sweatpants. You know, that would be Megor's mm-hmm. Twinderos. <laughs> He'd send a ton of unsolicited dick. Yes, pics, he would. I think so. Mm-hmm. I bet do you think it would be I think angry men have very small penises probably I think that's why they're angry <laughs> so I reckon he had a really tiny one really mini one little, little button mushroom maybe too much testosterone floating around in there can't do anything with it exactly why do you think uh, Queen Visenya gave him dark sister age 13 because well, it's her sword mm-hmm. but how old was Visenya by now if she had him at Ooh, 41 so... and he's 13, she's 54. She's not yeah, but fighting much anymore. Asshole. I'd be like, it's my fucking sword. You can't have it. You can have it when I'm dead. You can pry it from my cold dead hands. Yeah. Um... That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's my opinion on this. Kids, you're not getting anything from me until I'm dead. <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful sword. <laughs> Why does she give it away? I like look at it and go, why would you do that? I think, That's an amazing sword. I think there's probably two reasons. One, she's not using it anymore. Um, she is. She's a fucking warrior. Yeah, she but she's not, she's not fighting male. very many people anymore. You know? I think That's also, true. again, we don't have a lot of insight into the rituals of House Targaryen, but maybe that is, maybe that's how she got it. Maybe it was on a big name day for her or before her wedding Mm. or something where she was handed it from her ancestor of whoever i don't know that's my maybe that's my my thought i i just wouldn't i would be i'd be selfish and horrible well she should have been (laughs) because all he does later spoiler alert is hanging on the fucking wall to wield another one i know stupid idiot yeah but yeah so he got married aged 13 and a half gross um, so tell me about finding his bride. Well, he went on to Twinderos. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> basically, normally, um, uh, Targaryens marry family. Mm-hmm. As we know. Um, marry a brother and sister and cousins and uncles and aunts. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, within the royal family, this is in the UK and across Europe... There was a lot of incest, but it was never sister and brother. No, it was typically cousins. It was cousin and cousin. Yeah. yeah. And that's why all of like the Russian royal family, the German emperors and royals and the British royals basically all looked the same. They mm-hmm. were all related. Yes. And they all had, they, a lot of them had a blood disease as well because of all the incest. Yeah. Right? They, they, they all had, had hemophilia. hemophilia. Yeah. 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 Well, the boys did because it's a male thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. They... There was a lot of genetic issues with these people, and they're still so really well off. What to take from this, so. folks, is don't marry your first cousins. No, please, no, you'll end up with please don't. six fingers on each butthole. On each butthole, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have, have there's enough incest, then you will have talk more about than one anal fisting. Oh my god! Oh my god! Jesus. Beth, what have I told you? This is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> You're the one who says six fingers on each butthole. What, where else was I supposed to go with that? 
<laughs> I reckon they're sticking out. Put in. <laughs> oh Jesus my God. Christ. <laughs> so from one gross thing to another, they would I love this this thing. This is gross. Wedding brother to sister was thought to be ideal. <laughs> but failing that, a girl might wed an uncle, a cousin, or a nephew. Boy might marry a cousin, an aunt, or a niece. Yeah. Honestly, I can't. This practice went back to old Valyria, where it was common amongst many of the ancient families, particularly if you had dragons, if you bred them and rode mm-hmm. them. Um, the The wisdom was... The blood of the dragon must remain pure. And that's interesting in itself because maybe it does have to be for some reason to help women with bonding with the dragons. Do you think it's just assholey kind of oh we we can't possibly marry a commoner? Or is it or is there some kind of actual genuine wisdom in the fact that they bonded better with dragons and it, and there's like something is there something magical in it i think there's i think it's a combination of i think probably i don't know why even in old valeria they would have married brother to sister and not just went to another dragon riding household um that doesn't make sense to me i don't know but no but i want i do wonder like i don't we don't it seems as though there were a lot of targaryen families um, on Dragonstone, having the same custom for quite some time before Aegon conquered and started to marry outward. They didn't seem to have mm. problems with their dragons. They didn't seem to have problems with bloodline either that we know of, um, or standard incestuous no. um, things like six fingers at, growing out of your butthole or um, <laughs> hemophilia or any of those things. So so mm. maybe maybe it worked for them. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Well, it seems to. Like, they're yeah. not, you know, the only thing that I think people attribute to it is the idea of Targaryen madness. But I disagree with the idea of Targaryen madness. But even that's so. a later thing. It doesn't seem to be prominent in the current story, like in where we are, with the current story, what, and what I mean by that is where we are reading currently. Um, well, yeah, but I think that's just because they hadn't had enough of. But they we haven't seen enough Targaryens to to kind of get that legend. But Maegor, for example, probably has been labelled a mad Targaryen. That's true. He's, you know, that's true. I, I think that's the only thing that I think gets attributed to the incest, the incestuous mm-hmm. uh, stuff, and the genetics. But I, I wish I could remember who wrote this essay about the dragon bonding and the Targaryen genetics. I'm. It was really interesting, but I don't remember enough about it. But there was definitely something there about within the blood. Like, they literally did a thing with, like, if you have this as X and this is Y and you follow it down throughout and when dragons didn't hatch and when they did hatch and when people bonded. And it was like, oh, my God, it is. It's completely (laughs) true. Like, you can see it. Hmm. It's really weird. And I I need to look it up. Listeners, if any of you know. Who wrote the essay or yeah. have read this? Then yeah. uh, forward if you have an idea, forward it yeah. on to us. Give us, give us some information. I'll, I'll, I'd like to look at it too. Yeah, it's interesting. Or if you disagree with it, like mm-hmm. just just tell me more about what you think because there there is a lot in that and the idea of keeping the dragon blood pure, I think, is part of that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Magor did not have a sister. Or he did not. And he had his mother. And Aenys also did not have a sister to marry. No. So, and thankfully they did not marry mother to son. <laughs> Barring having any sisters to marry. Aenys mm. marries his cousin, which was fine, according to Westeros. Yes. He marries his cousin, yeah. Alyssa Valerion. And the Valerions, I think, as we've addressed before, they were already, they were also a family of Valeria, hence the mm-hmm. name Valerion. Seems pretty clear. Um, they were not a dragon riding family, but the Targaryens had married them before. They had done, yeah. I've written in my book, Valerian, Valerian, great. Yeah, right? <laughs> Valerian, Valerian. Super. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't Aegon's mum a Valerian? Yes. Yeah. So that's why they yeah. were fat. That's they were how cousins. they were cousins, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So yeah, so he married she was fifteen, wasn't she? How old was he? Fifteen? I, I think they were fourteen and fifteen, like they were pretty close in age. Yeah. And appearance. Twenty twenty two AC, wasn't it? And uh, they were very they had a very fertile marriage, didn't they? They sure did. Yep. Starting with the best character ever born to the series. Yes, agreed. Yep. Their firstborn was a daughter named Raina, who as as we continue to talk in this podcast and read more chapters, you uh, listeners will see that we are in love with her. Both of us, I think, love Raina. She was quite small at birth like her dad, though, wasn't she? She was. But she was happy and healthy with lo- lively eye- lilac eyes and hair that shone like beaten silver. And it was written that King Aegon himself wept the first time his granddaughter was placed in his arms and thereafter doted upon the child. I think that's really cute. I think that's so cute. Uh, but not everyone was happy about it. <laughs> no, no. Put some questions forward. This is one of the fun ones that uh, makes succession so fun and so messy and was relatively unprecedented. As as we've said, this is the first royal family in Westeros. But I think before the Targaryens took over in each individual kingdom, it was always a son to succeed a father, mm. right? It was a, a patriarchal feudal system, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Except in Dorne. Although there were people who, yeah, but they're definitely, unless there was no boy. Unless there was, was no boy. Woman. Yes, and then it was a woman. So yeah. that's that seems to be the case. So it seems that they were worried, uh, and when I say they, I mean Visenya and Magor were worried that Reyna's uh, birth would push Magor further down the line of succession. Well, they didn't know. That's the thing. They were, they were like, well, it's a girl, so... Might not, mm-hmm. but depends what they decide to do. Yeah. So it might push him down. Right. I think there was uncertainty, which probably unsettled the both of them. Yeah. She was the only person who wasn't particularly happy about the birth of Raina, mm-hmm. really. But she, well, it's not that she wasn't happy about it, though. She, she was, she, they had questions about succession, but Vizenia had a solution to that. Or what she mm. had oh, wanted. Yeah. She's like, let's betroth. Let's just Raina, ba- a baby. So when so Raina would have been born twenty three AC, mm-hmm. and Magor would have been he was twelve, he was AC, 12 AC, so he was so eleven. He, so he'd been eleven. So let's betroth an eleven year old to a baby. That's fun. But it's not Obviously all that that didn't take though. No, but it's not all that different because the woman that Magor does marry is ten years his senior. So it wouldn't have been all that different. That's true, right? That's true, although it seems better that he was at least, a, you know, nearly a man grown, as opposed to a baby. I mean, 
Like, not, yeah, but they weren't going to be on. married. They were just going to be betrothed. It's not like he would, anyway. That's, that's not true. Go down that path. That is true. <laughs> um, but the 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 um, the faith weren't having any of it though. No. When Visenya said, "Oh, maybe Magos, Maria," they were like, "Uh, I don't think so." No. And actually, <laughs> the High Septon had a great idea, didn't mm. he? He's like, "Oh, do you know what? You shouldn't marry your what would it be cousin." Is Raina Lagos' cousin? Niece? Uncle? Niece. All of it. Yep. Sister, niece, cousin. Yeah. But they said, you shouldn't do that. Don't marry your uncle daddy. I've got this great... <laughs> your uncle daddy. <laughs> That's not a good idea. But yeah. I have got this brilliant idea. It just came to the top of my head. Uh, like, you should maybe marry my niece. She's... This is her. Cerise Hightower. The daughter of the Lord of Old Town. Manfred Hightower. Manfred. <laughs> and I to me this just shows the ambition of high uh, the high towers. Yeah, the ambition of Old Town. Yeah. And the High Septon and the High Towers. The ambition of Old Town, and... the high exactly. They yeah. were trying to already get in there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get in on the royal family. Um either because they were ambitious or if you are a um, a conspiracy theorist, perhaps to get closer in order to bring them down. But then they're maybe. bringing down their own family. I think, I don't know. But if you have people in the court, then you can, I don't, I don't know, either way, either way, they're ambitious AF, aren't they? This is them, like, kind of getting in there, aren't they? And King Aegon thought, hey, that's... That's ambitious yes fortune alliance with us in old town Mm -hmm. and was up for it yeah so yeah so they did so they got married and 25 ac lady cerise hightower and they got married in old in old town right yeah they did they got married in the starry sept yep and the high septon did it himself and he was 13 his bride was 23 and this is gross i've written you the lords who bore witness to the bedding. Why would you even... I'm sorry, but the be- bedding is gross. It's gross. It's so bedding's, gross. Yeah. This is a 13-year-old boy. Do you want to explain, in case people don't uh, know what a bedding is? Well, a bedding is... Like yeah, a bedding is just making sure the marriage is consummated. So it is viewing the two, mm. the couple doing it. But but there's a whole like ritual. Oh, right. They, before they the bedding. The where they, they like... carry them. Well, each... The men take... The men take the woman, the women. and the women take the man, and they slowly strip them down on the way to the bedchamber. And, they and then like they watch, like, like pinch their butts and stuff. And yeah, and then they kind of watch. That's so gross. Yeah, actually, I'm wondering if I'm confusing real world history with Westerosi history. I know in real world history there was someone to watch to make sure the wedding was consummated in like a lot of marriages, but mm-hmm. in Westeros. Did they watch the actual act? I think act? they do leave them be to, to actually do the act, mm. but they carry them off. And I'm sure someone's probably by the door listening in. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure in from a real another real world history thing, they will check the sheets. Yes, blood oh, on I them. would think so, yeah. yeah. But even so, it, I just, I can't, I, I would cry if someone said you have to do a bedding ceremony. <laughs> uh, do you know what I did on my wedding night? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know? <laughs> I was so hungry I was so, so hungry because I'd like been talking to people and I missed 
all of like the, the evening food. Oh god, food. I feel like every bride has this story. Yeah, you're starved because you're you yeah. have to socialize with everybody. You can't eat. No, and I missed it all. I was I'm so hungry, and it was like midnight, and I sent my new husband out to get me some food and we were in central london and he got me a mcdonald's uh bacon double cheeseburger what? and fucked me that was like the best i sat on <laughs> our bed in my wedding dress like stuffing my face it's like, i'm so i'm so this is like the best like oh my god this is so good uh luckily i managed to not get any food down my wedding dress oh my gosh but that's what I wanted to do on my wedding night was not having bedding ceremony, but eat like a mat, just basically a huge burger. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Life. Same thing. Sex. <laughs> good burger, sex, same thing. But apparently they had a very good bedding ceremony and they said he made a lusty husband. And ew, this is gross. Mago himself boasted he consummated the marriage a dozen times that night and said, I made a son for House Targaryen last night, he proclaimed as he broke his fast. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. He did not. <laughs> he did not. No. No. It reminds me of, um, uh, it's not the same, but I don't know. It reminds me of Catherine of Aragon's first husband, Henry VIII's older brother, mm-hmm. Arthur. When they, Mm -hmm. she supposedly married after, so after she married Arthur, she married Henry VIII, supposedly as a virgin, Mm -hmm. but he had boasted that he spent the night in Spain, the night of their wedding night. Who? Who boasted Arthur did, the, Henry's older brother. So what was he trying to say? He was trying to say that. Did they marry in Spain? No. They married in England. And he spent the night in spit. Oh, oh! <laughs> I can't believe it I took you it. that long. Oh my god! <laughs> oh gosh, that did take me a really long time. I was like, How did he get to Spain? But, so quickly? but she apparently was a virgin when she married Henry VIII. So either oh, of course she. Yeah. One yeah, of them. Sure. One of, course of them was. is lying. But anyway, I think they just had to say she was a virgin to more justify the fact that Henry would was going to marry his brother's wife. Surely. I could uh, do an entire know. episode on this, um, so we won't go down that rabbit hole with me here because I could no. talk about it for ages. Okay, but okay, I'll I will leave it. But yes, um, but there was a son born, wasn't there, the next year? But who was it? Yeah. Who was the father of yeah. the son? Annie's and Alyssa had a baby boy, Aegon. Aegon, another Aegon, another Aegon. Yep. Yep, so it seemed pretty assured that succession would would fall to baby Aegon. So as Aenys had followed his father Aegon, Aegon would follow Mm -hmm. his father Aenys in the line of succession. And then they had, like, loads of children. Yeah, they had three more. Three more. Viserys in 29 AC. And then just Jaehaerys. In 34 AC. And then another daughter, Alysanne, in 36 AC. Mm -hmm. So they had a lot of babies. Was that five? Five kids, right? And was that five? Raina, Raina, Aegon, Viserys, Jaehaerys, and Alysanne. Who am I missing? Viser- oh yeah, Viser- Viserys, Jaehaerys, Alysanne. Yeah, that's five. Mm-hmm. That's five kiddies. Yeah. And um, this is one of the things that they talk about next in the book. Is one of the first things that makes me love Raina is that she, when her little sister Alysanne was born, that she was just so lovely with Alysanne that people were like she acted like the baby was like hers her own mm-hmm. like she just wanted to look after her she was a lot older than Alice. she was what like 13 years older than Alisanne she was 13 yeah yeah, yeah. um and she it was 
shy she was a very shy person mm. as well but seemed to be really comfortable with animals and other children like basically the opposite of Megal. Yeah. <laughs> comfortable with yeah, other children exactly lovely with animals um but she was just shy as well she'd like to feed the castle cats so basically Megal's killing cats Raina's feeding them. Basically, Raina is me. This is why I like her so much. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm shy. I don't want to be around people that much. Just let me sit around and pet the kitty cats. Give me a baby dragon. I'm a happy and puppies. person. And the puppies. Yeah. 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 Basically, I Basically. love her. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you. She's she's the one. She's the one for me. Mm-hmm. She preferred the company of a book over going talking to lords and ladies. But she could when she needed to. Like, she she was capable. She could when she needed to, but she just said, it does say that she preferred the company of a book mm-hmm. when she was younger. But um, it's when she was nine years old, though, that she comes into her own again because she's given a hatchling. A baby dragon, yep. Called, that she names Dreamfire. Mm-hmm. And she grew out of her shyness. So this is another example of a, bit, a little bit like her father, Amy's, that she kind of comes out of herself a bit because of having a dragon. But maybe you're right, maybe it's just a therapy animal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they say, right? That's why you have the animals. It, it calms you down, it calmed her down, it gets steadied her somehow. Yeah. Yeah, true. In her case, especially, more than more than Amy's even, I feel like, with Raina, it, it does come across more of like a therapy animal. It just made her... Yeah. yeah. Well, they said it said that she re- remained a quiet person, but no one would ever dare to call her timid. Yes. Because she... You know, she, she had some kind of ferocity into to herself her. a bit more. Yeah, yeah, and um, <clears throat> this is I've I've made <laughs> made a particular note <laughs> that I've put over across a lot of pages, and uh, that is so. Not long after she uh, went flying on her dragon for the first time, Raina made her first true friend in the person of her cousin Larissa Valerion. So for for a time, the two girls were inseparable. Mm-hmm, dot dot mm-hmm. dot until Larissa was suddenly recalled to Driftmark to be wed to the second son of the even starved Tarth dot 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 they were inseparable dot 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 <laughs> until one of them was suddenly called away we need to take you away you're going to marry a man mm-hmm. why do we think that was Beth mm-hmm. why was one of them suddenly snatched away and made to marry a man well that is that is what happened uh, in general but yes Historically. But why why suddenly removed? What do you think happened between Raina and Larissa? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. <laughs> Scissoring. That's what, what, that's what I'm saying. Actually, <laughs> dot, dot, they dot, were that's young. That's what the dot, dot, dot means. They were young. Maybe it was just kissing. <laughs> they were playing around. They probably found in bed, like, kissing each other and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I've written hee-hee, gay, in my thing. <laughs> She's, like, Raina's quite clearly into women here like she's got herself a little kissing companion yeah but reina reina goes through quite a few companions so she certainly does she works that she uses and loses them doesn't she Mm -hmm, a little bit but i think she's also quite used to this system of of yeah of of them having to go away and get married right and she had a I'm not going to yeah. say more freedom. She did a little bit in, in the sense mm. that like her marriage had to be so meticulously plotted um, mm. where the other ones less so. So as soon as they turned a certain age, suitors would come up and that would be that. Well, I'm just saying, like, I wonder if the, if the, the parents found out that they were maybe more than just friends 
and decided it would be best to go and force, forcibly marry a man to go and force the lesbian out of her. Maybe. I mean? like, I'm, I'm curious about it because um, I'm, I don't know what George's purpose in it was, and, and maybe it is that. But typically, um, women having relations with, the, with other women didn't really become mm. sinful until a lot later in, in like our world history. It was because there's no mm. no penetration. It wasn't as frowned upon as male and male um, coupling was. No, so it might not have been mm. a big deal for her to be kissing her her favorites. It might have just been. no, but I think it's something that people don't they still don't talk about. There's mm-hmm. a, there is a character later on in the later books who, in fact, there's a couple of characters who take female lovers. Mm-hmm queens females uh, taking females. they still don't talk about it no yeah but it also doesn't seem like for like it's not made mock of like like homosexual <clears throat> like like men man on man is made yeah. mock of i think what it is because like, the like homosexuality was viewed i can talk about it from a british point of view what it was only made legal i think in 1960 I want to say 1965 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that only pertained to men because it was never illegal for women to be lesbians. But it was so frowned upon that women would pretend to be part, even when it was legal. It was like, still, still, it was still, I don't know if it was illegal in England itself, but it was illegal within the church and they would still, women would still be hanged no, for it. No, it was utterly, it wasn't it wasn't illegal for a woman to be a lesbian in 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 England or in the UK at all it wasn't it was never illegal but it was very it was frowned upon to the point where you'd become a social pariah interesting um and you'd and but like there's so much so many examples of women who had kind of companions who they lived with and were very clearly lesbians mm-hmm. like we we know from diaries and stuff like that um, that they were the partners, but there was this this like there's even in like novels and books it was normalised that women would kind of live together, mm-hmm. and they were very like it was obvious that they were gay they were a gay couple, but it was never talked about it would never be mentioned it would never be acknowledged that they were actually gay. Did you ever watch um, Gentleman Jack? Well, that's one of the examples I'm Anne thinking Lester. of. Lester, yeah, with the diaries. Story. It is, but I don't know if you watch the show or not. But the sh- in the show, her her partner, like Anne's partner, so Anne is Anne is gay, mm. Um, mm. very and and pretty comfortable with the fact that that she's gay. Uh, but the the person that she connects with in the show, uh, who she ends up historically spending her life with, um, is is not really maybe didn't realize she was gay until she met Anne and Anne sort of mm. showed her that there was, she never connected with men, but she maybe didn't think women were an option back then. Uh, I don't know. Possibly. But also it, women, like I think most women are basically quite gay. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Um, it just needs to be unlocked. <laughs> it's possible. I have some friends who are like very straight um we've had Mm. big conversations about it and they're like no just not just not gay anyway but my point with with um uh her name was also Anne. i can't remember what her last name was but Anne, i'll call her annie um instead of Anne, because there's Anne lister and then annie was her partner 
and Annie, mm. um, would, she was terrified that they would be executed or, or hanged for being gay. So there, there was some examples of things. Mm. That, I think that they weren't actually officially charged with being gay. They were charged and hanged for something else. No. But they would still, essentially, it was because they were gay. They were just, yeah. 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 So it still happened. Yeah. It just wasn't. That's what I mean. It was still dangerous. Person. Yes. It was yeah. still very dangerous to be, to be, a, to be a lesbian. And so I wonder in this in this context whether it would have been whether it was certainly against the faith for men to lie with men, whether it was a similar thing because it just I the language in that sentence for a time the two girls were inseparable dot 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 that makes me think of have you seen Mamma Mia? No, actually I have. I'm probably the only person on the planet who's not seen Mamma Mia. But... I think you're the only person not because <laughs> there's a bit where at the beginning where she's singing reading a letter uh or reading her mum's diary about what she got up to with these three guys when she was younger and dot 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 and it's meant to imply sex like Mm -hmm. dot 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 Mm -hmm. implication of sex so to me that's there like there's an implication maybe not of sex but perhaps fooling around you know like girls do like "Mm, maybe we're kissing and maybe i'll touch your booby a bit or something like that and then until so for a time the girls were in separate dot 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 until Larissa was suddenly and I think the operative word there is suddenly recalled to Driftmark to be wed to the second son and also there's a second son you know a a Valarian marrying a second son Mm, of the Evan Star of hastily, yeah Mm. so I think this was a hastily arranged match because perhaps they were concerned that they'd found them maybe playing with each other's parts in bed one, one day I mean, I hope and so. She was sent off, <laughs> <laughs> and she was sent off to get married. And because Raina was a princess, it wasn't as big an issue. And she was just hushed up by the family. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. That's why I think that there's a dot 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 in there. Otherwise, they just would have said, for a time they were inseparable. Unfortunately, Larissa was sent off. I think. I think George is being cheeky and making us think. Oh, they were messing around. Mm. And reading it through this time. Knowing what happens later definitely leans to your mm-hmm. your point there. I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and, like it. But Rayla didn't really care. <laughs> she was like, that's fine. No. And she found another friend. She Sam- did. Samantha Stokeworth. Mm-hmm. So, the hand's daughter. Yeah. The best part about, one of the best things that Raina did, though, apart from being, you mm-hmm. know, the the LGBTQ queen for us, um, for for us listeners, is she's the one who put the dragon eggs in the cradles of Jaharis and Elsan. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do, was that the first time that that well, she was the starter of that tradition of the she? dragon the egg in the cradle? Yeah, like she just yeah. sort of knew that that's where they should be. I love it. Mm. I love it. And that, yeah, I was trying to think if anyone had done that before. If there was any mention of it, there is no mention of it. There is no mention of it. it. Well, yeah, but also we know that that. Um, Valerian is old, old. He came from Valeria. So mm-hmm. Aenys or Aegon, Visenya and um, Rhaenys probably didn't have dragon eggs in their cradle. So, And we know that no one sensed mm. it. So she might have been the one to start that tradition, yeah. all in all. That's true. She's a queen. That's true. I love her. But it was doing that that brought um, the dragon Silverwing and Verm- Vermithor, mm-hmm. who become quite famous dragons. They do. Which is cool. Prin- but she loved her siblings but Megor did not and Visenya they got quite pissed off that there were so many 
babies coming from the Amy's Alyssa match. Mm-hmm. And quite a few boys by now too, right? So, And lots of boys, yeah. And he was getting pushed further and further down the line of session. Mm-hmm. I've written in my my notes that Magor should write a tell-all book called Spare. <laughs> you should do that. You should. It's what it's like being pushed down in the line of succession by all of my <laughs> dragon niece, cousin, brother, sister, uncles, yep. whatever they are. Yeah. So Magor, Magor and um, Cerise Hightower were bumping out babies too? No, Mm-mm. they had none. None. Not a one. Nope. I think Magor was barren, was infertile like his I father. <laughs> like his father. I, do, I don't think Aegon was infertile, <laughs> but I do think Magor was infertile, yes. Well, the thing is, so I think that Visenya made Magor out of black magic. She's a black magic baby. Mm-hmm. She's like a black magic spermy swirl <laughs> and um, did something. And so therefore that's maybe why Magor is the way he is because he was created with dark magic. Could be. Um, and I did wonder, so I've got a, I've got a little um, tinfoil for you. Would you like to hear it? Always, always. So if Visenya's sorcery made Magor that way, so we know that in within this universe, magic works that only only death can pay for life. So something perhaps was sacrificed in order to make her own baby with magic. Maybe Egon wasn't totally infertile, but perhaps Visenya did some kind of magical thing to make sure that her womb quickened with his rubbish sperm. Maybe he had a few little sperms in there. And were slow swimmers and she slow did some swimmers. magic to kind of hurry them up maybe yeah yeah um he had, like, he had three sperms left and she was like i'm gonna get one of them and make <laughs> it work and she did some magic and because only death can pay for life was something therefore taken away a sacrifice so she could make that baby and that was that magor wouldn't be able to continue his line hmm. maybe there is definitely precedence that like you have to, in order to create magic, you have to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. And her line ended. You know, she created her baby, but that was it. Yeah. It wasn't anymore. Yeah. It didn't go any further. Uh, Not Visenya's anyway. Yeah. No, no. Well, we'll learn more about where, what Magor does to try and make a... Indeed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Make an heir. And he may not have had any babies at this point, but he was like a fearsome well not warrior because there wasn't any war at the time but like tourney grounds he was starting to establish himself yeah he managed to actually out a great tourney and river run at some point managed it on horse like three king's guards even though he was like still quite young but he didn't didn't win that tourney but he did go in the melee and basically I don't know if melee is like you kill, like basically you kill everyone or it's till they yield. I hope it's not because that'd be a lot of people that would be like dead. I think that you can in die melee. in a melee, but it is mostly just who yeah. like unconscious or down or whatever. Whoever yields first or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, or yields. But basically, yeah. he was yeah. um, he was um, he was knighted after that by his father mm-hmm. with black fire, and he was sixteen, like the youngest knight in the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah, but still not a dragon rider. This is maybe one of my favorite lines 
No. Um, Magor would refuse the hatchlings. Like there would be, there was hatchlings born on Dragonstone, yes. and he would refuse them all and say there mm-hmm. was only one dragon worthy of Magor. Which made me wonder. Mm-hmm. It made me wonder things. Like, did he? Because this is spoilery, but it comes up soon. Um, obviously, Magor will would mount Balerion, his father's dragon. Mm-hmm. So had Magor yes. already bonded with him? And so he knew that Balerion would be his dragon? I don't think so. I just think he was arrogant. I think I think he was like, nope, I'm going to, I am going to bond with Balerion. That's what, who I'm, and I'm going to, that's what I think. I have no evidence for it whatsoever. But I think he just knew that he would tame Balerion. Like he was, I feel like his character is that kind of thing. Like I can be in charge of anything that I want to. I can tame anything I want to. I can do anything I want to. And there's almost like an, a, a real arrogance there. Almost, again, slightly psychopathic. Maybe. Like, and that just anything. like that just did it for Balerion. Balerion's like, yep, sure, I'll be yours. I don't, I don't know. Don't know. Either way, but it, it worked. Mm-hmm. But and I think we see it in the show when Aemond uh, tries to mount Vhagar. Mm-hmm. Like he basically is like you will serve me what is it Dohiris mm-hmm. um Vega Dohiris and you have to kind of be strong and I think maybe either Balerion was like yeah fine although Mega would probably think oh well yeah I just I'm stronger than the dragon you know I'm the strongest dragon I can even I can Put down Valerian. I wonder if it was like Bazenia whispering in his ear as well, like you're your father's son, you're you wield you know, he comes. This mm-hmm. is spoilery too. Maybe we should just save it for the next section. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, so wrapping up the half of this chapter here. Um or the half of the half of the chapter. Um yep. what um Aegon and Aenys attend a feast in Dorne, symbolizing ten years of peace. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. Aenys went with him on Quicksilver, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Magor did not. Did not. He stayed on Dragonstone. I can picture. I can picture Magor and Visenya sitting grumpily. <laughs> it doesn't say whether he chose Counting. to stay or not, though. Because don't you feel like no. Visenya never wanted Aegon to um, submit to Dorne anyway, or like s- allow mm. that submission? So they've probably been like, "I'm not true, fucking going." True. Like they should be. Well, we should be burning them still, not just sitting there having dinner with That's them. That's true. You know? That's very true, especially if Visenya uh, is any influence on him at all. I feel like this, though, is an example of Aenys as being prepared for kingship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, this Big is, time. Yeah. This is Aegon saying, you're going to come with me and you're going to learn how to be a diplomat. You're going to learn how to talk to other people. And, uh, and Magor doesn't whether by choice or not doesn't get to have that he no. doesn't have yeah he doesn't he's not taught that own. diplomacy for sure mm. he's not learning mm. it from his mummy no and then and then Aegon retires uh doing progresses right he's he's getting yeah, he older he doesn't want to do progresses old. yeah and i think he knows that it's important now for the the prince mm. and princess to be seen in public and he has an idea that uh, his days are coming. Yeah, he retires mainly to allow Aenys and Alyssa to pick up the... Mm. He mainly stays on Dragonstone. 
Yeah. Leave. And starts the construction start... of the Red Keep, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because the Egon Fort was just a pile of shit, really, wasn't it? It's sure just was. wood and stinky and King's Landing was stinky and blah, blah, blah. And it was hastily, hastily put up. So they knew they needed something better and yeah. more permanent to support the dynasty, right? Indeed. Indeed they mm-hmm. did. And and actually, one of my favourite lines, he said, he so he went off to Dragonstone to chill and to oversee the design and construction of the new castle, he named a king's hand, Lord Alan Stokeworth and Queen Visenya. A jape went about the court that King Aegon had given Visenya charge of building the Red Keep so he would not have to endure her presence on Dragonstone. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Woo! Poor Visenya. Yeah. There's quite a few times, it's going to come up later, where I've written stuff and it reminds me of song lyrics. So if I burst into song, um, then that's that's why. Nice. Just FYI. All right. Works for me. Thank you. Yeah. It's just a little heads up. So there we go. So Visenya's doing that. What happens next? Aegon. Aegon the Conqueror dies of a stroke in 30, 37 years after the conquest. So he's 64 years old. We established that in our last episode. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. discussing... Thanks to Beth's maths. Yes. He was discussing the conquest with his grandson. Great. Yeah, his grandsons. What was it? It was Jaehaerys and Viserys in the room with him, wasn't it? No, Aegon and Viserys. Aegon and Viserys in the room with him. Uh, when yep. when he had a stroke and died, and there he we go. Burnt. And Megor did burnt. the eulogy. He did, he did, and the flames were lit he... by Vagar, I believe. Yes. For his yeah. Burn. So Targaryens always burn their dead. They do. So yeah, flames were lit um, by Vagar, which made me really curious why Balerion didn't provide. Yeah, the I wondered that too. Why did Balerion not do it? Was Balerion not there? At the time, maybe he pissed off, flew away. He's like, "Where? Yeah, he's dead. I'm gonna go for a fly." Um, I'm sad, but they put they put Blackfire the sword mm-hmm. on uh, with him when he was being burnt. They did, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, "Wow!" That and it didn't. It said it came uh, when Megor retrieved it. It was darker blade, but elsewise unharmed because no common fire can damage fluid and steel. I was like, well, dragon fire is not common fire. That's like crazy I know, that's fire. what I thought so... too. Yeah, that's not common fire. That's dragon fire. That forged these swords together. Yeah, that was interesting to me. And yeah. it made me really question Valerian steel because how the hell, never mind, it's a spoiler, mm-hmm. but it made me question the thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I also started making notes on swords and going, well, hang on a minute. Like, yeah, what? I have There's, questions. Uh, it's different. There's different kinds of blades. You've got normal steel... There's something called dragon steel, which is not the same. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I went down a rabbit hole of like, why would that not melt? Yeah, because um, you you can you can melt these things. So yeah, yeah, it's possible. I was confused to reforge Valyrian steel. So how? I wonder if it's just a mistake. I don't know. It just seems maybe. I don't know. It can't be. I'm not sure. I don't know. I found it odd as well. And Magor went in and retrieved it. From the pyre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shall we take a pause for a moment? Yes. Shall we? We'll shout out to our Patreons. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. So at direwolf level, we have Crispy the Song of Ice. Hello to you and thank you. Um, at Ice Spiders, we have Scad, Julie Beth of Tarth and the King Beyond the Wall. So thank you to all of our Patreons at all levels. 
we really, 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 really appreciate your support. It's lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, One of the bonuses at our Patreon levels for all levels is you can ask us a question for each episode. It doesn't have to be a Song of Ice and Fire or Fire and Blood related, but they all have been, I think, so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's been fun. So this one comes from our Patreon at the Snarks and Grumpkins level from Mr. J, the red shirt in black, asks, what made you want to start a podcast and what drew you to podcasts about... A hot D, fire and blood, and the A Song of Ice and Fire universe. It's a good question. Are you going to answer first? You. That's a good question. You answer, first. answer first. You answer me? first. Yeah. You, you go, you go. Okay. <laughs> um, me go, me go, me go. Okay. What made me want to start a podcast? Um, because I talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm usually just talking to myself and I've got no one to talk to. So, um, especially about this universe like I was on I've been on in Twitteros for a while and I've guested on a few podcasts before like Grey Area and Devil's Fingers um quite often I'd be listening to podcasts and I'd be like no blah 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 and I'd disagree or want to say oh you forgot about this (laughs) um and my husband's not really massively into like he likes the books Mm -hmm. but he's not really into dissecting them and going down rabbit holes in the way that I am so I'll say to him, what do you think this means? And he'll just go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. Um, he's just not, you know, we'll watch TV or something. I've noticed it. I've like, because it's basically part, most of my life is I've spent going down rabbit holes on any of the things I'm really into, like Doctor Who or um, Terry Pratchett stuff or yeah. like fantasy novels and things. And I will go down thousands of rabbit holes and want to find out every piece of information that's ever been found and look at continuity or like Buffy oh god I was like that with Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well um and uh yeah so I just I have a lot of things that in my brain that I always wanted to say and so when Beth said do you want to start a podcast I was like yes that will get some of the words out of my brain (laughs) they will come out of my mouth and not just be trapped inside with no one to talk to or walking around my kitchen cooking dinner pretending I'm doing a podcast <laughs> talking about, <laughs> about Visenya going oh do you like what would you say about Visenya as I chop onions and then I answer my own questions so yeah uh, I, I just think it. there's so much to say and particularly about this universe there's just so much you can't there's uh, this is one of the things I love so much about Gomes writing is it's just so much you can come back to the same thing over and over again and find new things and find something else to say something else to look at another way like every time I read it I find something different and someone else might find something different that's why it's great doing it with Beth because there's her takes too which always challenge me which I really like and then when our patrons interact with us too or people on Twitter it's just great because you just go oh yeah I hadn't thought about that and I just love it there's just more and more to say always yeah. So there you go. That's my answer. I love it. I love it. Um, my answer, um, I've wanted to do a podcast for a while. I think my introduction to podcast has been with A Song of Ice and Fire. So I never really thought about doing anything else. Um, mm-hmm. I have also, I like guessed it on a couple podcasts as well. A really old one of, um, it was an early, it was like the second episode of, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on the name of this podcast? It was uh, Travis and 
um, Brett's podcast, and then Micah took over for Travis for a while, but they're on hiatus right now. Um, mm. Planetos podcast. And then I also did oh, yeah. a Devil's Fingers episode as well. Um, and I, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I always talk back to the podcasts, even though they can't hear me. Um, and sometimes we'll um, be obsessive enough to tweet them and be like, no, you did this wrong and this wrong because I'm that person. Um, or this right and this <laughs> right. And and I love this and stuff like that. So it's, I don't think there was ever a question for me of doing a podcast that wasn't a Song of Ice and Fire. I think there's mm. there's mm. so much room in this fandom um, for podcasts, I think um, we're mm. we're really supportive. When you get into the right niche of people, it's a really supportive little spot, um, mm. and there's yeah, there's room for it. And the universe itself gives this place of um, an importance to perspective. George's universe gives that. Mm. We talk about it a lot in Fire and Blood. Yeah. The importance of the the perspective and what we're reading right now is the Maester's perspective in A Song of Ice and Fire. It's perspective based on each character. And to me, like an, in a meta level, it creates a place where your perspective is super valid and important. And, mm-hmm. and someone else can read the same paragraph as you and have a completely different perspective on the way that went yeah. down. And so it just creates a lot of room for for conversation and i love it and mm. that's why and it's so funny, i steph and i chatted in a, in a group chat for a while and we have there's a lot of things we have in common and a lot of things that we have not in common and i was just like this would be a cool person to do a podcast with so i asked and she said yes and here we are happily ever after i, know. <laughs> I, I feel very i feel very blessed Hashtag i feel blessed i do i, do. I feel very um yeah, fulfilled. Really it's very that. fulfilling this podcast. Yeah. yeah, but I feel really lucky that you asked me. Mm. So I was like, I was actually hoping that you would. I was like, maybe Beth and I could have Aww. a podcast together. I'm glad that we were on the same page. But I was too scared to ask, and then you asked. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I will. Yay. She got down in one knee. I did. I did. I had a <laughs> ring. Yeah. Would you do me the honor? <laughs> one of the, I guess one of the things that I really like about the fandom and content creators is there's so many again like you were saying about perspectives there's so many different ways to create content yeah to approach and people have done yeah otherwise i wouldn't listen to them all if i listen to so many a song of ice and fire podcasts and each of them are different and have a different take like you've got the learned hands podcast which looks at like legal like the legal stuff like that's i find that fascinating Mm -hmm. that's amazing if you try to apply there's so much legality in these things. Oh, it's like, huge. They could have a law, discussion about. Yeah, law is a super important yeah. part of the books. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got that. And even Davos Fingers, the way that they do it is different again. And Radio Westeros. I really enjoyed their Meet the Kalasar mm-hmm. stuff where you actually get to meet people and who also really love it. So, yeah. And Radio Westeros is different again. And um, there's a reason why I could listen to six or seven different podcasts takes on the same topic yeah and still learn something new and still be really interested so i love it and i feel very privileged to be part of the content creation for it really mm-hmm. so i feel thank very you. lucky so thanks for listening to us thanks for including us thank in the much. in the assigning west and fire content yeah. that you plug into your ears so on to the next section uh, back half of this chapter, lots happens here too. Uh, starting with uh, since Aegon has died, Aenys is crowned 
Long live the king. So he's eight. He is mm-hmm. uh, 30 years old when he is crowned. With his father's crown? Mm-hmm. At first. I think he has one maid. He has a second one yeah. maid that he prefers. I'm pretty sure. More ornate. A bit more fancy pants than his dad. <laughs> fancy, fancy. Fancy, fancy. Yep. So what happened when the lords came to declare for uh, for Aenys? Steph? Um, well, they came to Dragonstone to bid the king farewell um, and knelt and bowed their heads. When it was Prince Megor's turn, Aenys, so Megor knelt and Aenys pulled him back to his feet, stood him up and said to, kissed his cheek. It's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll read this. Brother, you need never kneel to me again. We shall rule this realm together, you and I. Then the king presented his father's sword, Blackfire, to his brother, saying, You are more fit to bear this blade than me. Wield it in my service, and I shall be content. So he gives him Blackfire as well. It's interesting, though, because I never, like, he wielded in my service is an important Mm. line that Magor's like, nah. Well, it. I think it's a stupid idea from the off. I don't even need to go into what happens later on, mm-hmm. just simply because they're so different and they have very... They've never been close and they've got really different ideas of strength and I, I can see maybe that Aenys... Because Aenys wants people to like him, so maybe he's just like, well, maybe if I give him this sword... But symbolically... Giving your sword away is giving away the last of your strength. Yes. And both having a sword means that they're equals, but he is basically giving Magor all symbols of Targaryen strength. Yes. There there and then. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, we've already talked about it. When Magor mounts Balerion, he's got all... (laughs) He's got Balerion, he's got Dark Sister. Yeah, he's got all the symbols of the Conqueror. So I just think it was stupid. And in fact, it it's, it even says in the book that this was, was proved to be unwise. And then anyway, considering what happens later on. And of course, that's when Megor hangs up Dark Sister on his wall. On his wall. In Dragonstone. Dragonstone. Like a boy band poster. <laughs> he probably <laughs> looks at it and jerks off to it every night. He's like, oh yeah, I've got Dark Sister, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can I make one aside Please. that I meant to say earlier yeah. about the name Aegon? There's a word that comes up later on in this book, in this chapter, in fact, and I had to look it up because I was like, I don't know what that means. And it's Aegis, A-E-G-I-S. Oh, yes. I had to look up Aegis. Yes. And I thought that's a really unusual word to use. And it reminds me very much of the word Aegon. Aegis is the sh- means the shield of Zeus. So the oh. word actually means shield. Yeah, I knew that. Because I think um, Athena wears it later, I think. Yes, Zeus she does. It to her. But I just found that really interesting that the word Aegon actually is shield. And if his dream, potential dream of uh, the long night and whatever is coming from the north is true... Mm-hmm. Then he is the he shield is being that the shield guards the realms of men. Guards the realms of men. Yeah. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that was just one thing I wanted to say before we moved away because obviously Aegon's just died. I, and I was like, it. oh, I must say that. Yes. Aegon. Anywho, 
Uh, anywho. So what happened after all of that had been done then? Yeah, so Magor has both the swords. What's next? Reyna becomes a moody teen after her dad's coronation. She does. What uh, I find really weird is that they go to, they go, Aenys goes to King's Landing mm-hmm. to go sit on the throne. It's just a symbolism. But like, there's nothing around there's nothing him. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to go sit on the throne. But by this point, the Aegon Fort had been torn down. There was like nothing there. Uh, there was like a pile of rubble. I feel that's like quite symbolic that he's the king sitting on the throne, but... It's rubble. He's surrounded by rubble. Yes. Yeah. That sums up his reign, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. 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 Oh, George. You're mm. so sneaky. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and rain. they go to Old Town, don't they? Yes. To go and have... To be anointed. He, even though he had the dragons, he preferred not to use them. And again, I feel like this is all sim- like bad symbolism. He didn't... What He wanted to go by land. Yeah, I don't get it. Rather than on the back of his dragons. Yeah, I don't get it at all. Because the point of them... The, the reason they were able to conquer was because they had the dragons. They were not just their mm-hmm. show of power, but it did make them different from every other man. So he, but Aenys really constantly pushes that aside. And I do think that it's a very quick way for the downfall of House Targaryen, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't fall that quickly, but, but as they start to lose their dragons, they start to lose their control on the realm. And Aenys hasn't, doesn't, um, embrace that connection to dragons and dragon riding and dragon power and he loses control of the realm yeah we know that symbols are important to the small folk to people to lords and ladies the no- the noble the nobility Sim- symbolism was important mm-hmm. and it comes up a lot of times of who wields black fire and who has this and who's got a dragon and which crown are we going to crown you with this comes up quite a lot uh, i hope it's not too spoilery to point that out but if you are removing those symbols so he's got rid of his sword of blackfire he's got you know and then and he's not even turning up to his own coronation and anointing in old town with a dragon it yeah. removes that he's not making his presence or his connection to a dragon commonplace so no. people forget because mm. and because it because Aenys is unwilling to use the dragon and that shows all the way through his reign he's unwilling mm. to use his dragon mm. He he even yeah. later on forbade forbids Reyna from using her dragon, right? Even just for yep. her progress. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I know. And and they I kept thinking what a pain in the ass it is for all of these people. They they so they're riding to Old Town, which is on the other side of the continent, mm-hmm. stopping in loads of places. I mean it impoverishes people to have the king and hundreds of retinues like people turning up and Aegon and Viserys liked the cheering crowds but Rhaena went all shy again didn't she? The fat Oris Baratheon's maester said that the princess doesn't even seem to want to be there nor does Mm -hmm. she approve of anything that she's seen or heard but then I think we get a clue as to maybe why. Yes. Why was she in a bad mood do you know? Because she was separated both from her dragon and from her current favourite. Her girlfriend was too far away. She was sad. She was a red-haired maiden from the Riverlands, the Melanie Piper. So she wasn't allowed to have her dragon. So she didn't didn't have her... um, What did I call it? Her... um, Girlfriend. No, not her girlfriend. Her her dragon. Her... Therapy. Yeah, she didn't have her therapy animals. She didn't have her girlfriend. She was just distraught. The poor thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. And she was 14. Moody teen. So, yeah. 14 years old. PMSing. Yeah. Cranky. Mad. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, Queen Alyssa was like, all right, fine. I'm going to have to do something about this. Yeah. So she sent for Lady Melanie to join them. Mm-hmm. You can't have And then Raina suddenly was like, I'm happy again. Yeah. wonder why. And that's when I've written gay yeah. again. <laughs> and underlined it. Yeah. I would have been that way even with my best friend, though, when there was like a time in my life where like I couldn't be around them all the time or whatever. And I was just Mm -hmm. a distressed mess and I wasn't fooling around with her. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why my mum used to say you spent all day with your friends and now you've come home and you've called them up on the phone. Yes. (laughs) This was the day when there was like only one house phone. Yes. You call them up on the phone. You talk to them all afternoon. Uh, about what you did during the day even though they were there so. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. re re break down everything and he said this like this and what do you think that meant i don't know what do you think it meant <laughs> um so Amy's rule though even though he's got he's anointed and everything his he's already questioned um Vizenia seems to be spreading some rumors malcontent in the kingdom etc etc Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, just because Mega was the stronger of the two sons, and lots of people were like, oh, we need a warrior. We can't possibly have this bookish. But he's weakling. not bookish. He's charming, but not bookish. Aenys even knows that he's not the ruler. Why Why did he give me your Blackfire if he didn't? If he thought he was the ruler? The truth is plain enough, she's apparently said. Even Aenys see it. Why else would he have given Blackfire to my son? Mm-hmm. He knows that only Mega has the strength to rule. He knows that Magor has the strength to fight. He doesn't, I don't know that that's the same thing as the strength to rule. No. But I oh, think wow. in these, especially in these stories, they they want a fighter as a ruler. It comes up, it does come up quite a lot often. Yes. If someone doesn't seem to be strong physically, then how could they possibly rule? Which is nonsense, obviously. Um, but they do seem to want a warrior. A warrior king. As their ruler. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is a, an important line, I feel like. The new king, the realm felt that the new king was weak. The chains of the dragon formed, the chains the dragon, the chains the dragon formed <laughs> can yet be broken. It's so important, I can't even say it right. Um, so we have a few rebellions kick up. Yep, there were revolts in the Riverlands and also the Vale, the Iron Islands and Dawn. Which I made note of because Riverlands obviously was House Whore was the they were the first ones who were really particularly not into the New Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they ruled the Riverlands, and then the others, Dawn, Islands, the Vale. They're all people who have been very difficult to subdue. Mm-hmm. I'm still that popping too. back up, yeah, saying, yeah, we don't really want to. Um, be ruled by you just as before Iron Islands and particularly Dawn as well mm-hmm. do you want to talk us through oh my god there's a f- the first one is awful it's so um, gross starting with Hall, right it's really really gross yep starts with Hall. Yeah. do you want to talk to us about what happens in Hall? yeah so the the old lord what was was it House Horror that was running Hall? no it was Caheris thank you and so House Horror had gone yes yeah, yeah. So they were holding uh, Hall, and the old lord had died and his son had succeeded him, named Garon, uh, nicknamed Garon the Guest. Garon? 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 
Gargon. Gar is there a Joe oh, Gargon? Yep, you're right. Um yeah, and he was gross. Why was he so gross? What would he do? What did he do? He was disgusting. I mean he was fat and foolish man. I don't mind his weight. And base <laughs> let's just No, he's that's fine. That's not why he was disgusting. Being foolish though is not so great. Yes. But he basically really liked young girls, which is rank. Mm-hmm. And he was infamous. It basically he became known as Gargon the Guest because he was infamous for turning up at every wedding celebrated in his domain. Mm-hmm. So he could basically take the right of the first night. It's and interesting because obviously this is, as we talked about in, I think it was the last episode that we did, this was a custom mm-hmm. throughout Westeros and yep. it became prominent um, and it existed, mm-hmm. but but he was hated for it. So obviously it was not something yeah. that even though it seemed to be across Westeros, it wasn't something that every lord did, I don't think. Otherwise, this would not have been a standout thing. Sorry about the background right? noise. That's okay. I, we can't, can't hear anything yelling. right now. Oh, no, you can. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I just like to yell. I've done a signal now to get them to shut, put some food in their mouths. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think it, it stands out to me that he obviously took advantage of it a lot more. Maybe it was one of those things where it was a law and it was allowed, but people didn't really do it or they did it once or twice. But the fact that he he got this reputation for being like a totally unwanted guest. I mean, you would just not want to get married if you're like, oh God, this guy's going to turn up. Yeah. And it was one of the fathers of, of one of the women that he had honored. I'm, I'm uh, air, mm-hmm. air quoting there. Um, that, yep. that lets the person in to murder him. Right. So obviously, yes. yeah, not, not. Uh, well, because it wasn't just, it was, um, he also was like, making off with other wives and daughters and servants that like he was just a horrendous person so i don't think it took Gross. much to persuade anyone to no. do no. him in so who was it was it lord so Aenys was guesting with lord tully mm-hmm. in the river was on his in river run yeah and when the father of a maid he opened the poston gate at harren hall and this is when harren the red who if we remember Back way back when, is he says he was the grandson of Harren the Black. Harren the Black, right? And so Harren the Red, uh, what did he do? He jumped in. He took Harren Hall, and uh, he, he took Gargon hostage essentially, and titled himself King of the Rivers and the Lord no, of Harrenhal. Something here. Oh. So Harren the Red came in. He pulled his lordship from his bed and dragged him to the castle Godswood, where Harren sliced off his genitals and fed them to a dog. Oh, I like that even more. So, yeah, forgot about that part. <laughs> but he didn't kill him. He yeah. just sliced off his genitals. <laughs> so, you know, some people were killed, then, and the rest agreed to join Harren, who then claimed himself to be Lord of Harrenhal and King of the Rivers. And King of the Rivers. And at this proclamation, Lord Tully, who Aenys was visiting, as we said, was visiting Lord Tully, mm-hmm. uh, who urged Aenys to take Quicksilver and de- descend on Harrenhal as his father had done. Mm-hmm. But the king was slow to act. He only, I think, he only decided to even march after they'd um, acquired, what, a thousand soldiers or something like that. There's a certain yeah, number of they, soldiers. Yeah, yeah, they waited till a thousand soldiers came. They, yeah. It does say in the book that maybe he was worried... He was mindful of his mother's death on a dragon. Mm-hmm. 
But basically, I mean, I don't know how long it would take for a thousand people to turn up, but it feels like a long time. Yeah. But by then, he had killed everybody in the castle. By the time they arrived, he had killed everybody in the castle. Yeah. Power and the Red Hat, yeah. And slipped away into the night. Yeah. He had killed everyone. Even the certain, even the servants, like everyone was dead. Mm-hmm. The whole place yep, was a ghost town. Yes. Then the next kingdom to uh, start to uh, act out was the Vale. Yep. Yeah. Lord Ronald Aaron. He, Lord Ronald Aaron was the one who had been on Dragonback with Visenya, right? Yep. On Vega. She yep. flew up on Vega. Yeah. When when they were first on the conquest. And she was that he was like the little boy who was in her lap. So he had grown up and was now the lord of the mountains and the vale, wasn't he? He was. Yep. But his younger brother imprisoned him, his brother, and then pushed him through the moon door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He deposed and imprisoned his his brother, declaring himself king of the mountains and the vale. Mm-hmm. And shoved. Um, and Ronald. then someone, someone else pops out in the Iron Islands, right? When this is happening as well. Some someone else is, is it? Someone new be... or is it someone old? Well, we don't know. It's someone. It's called Lodos the Twice Drowned. He said, "I'm the son of the drowned god, returned at last from visiting my father." If we remember the last episode, someone called Lodos or Lodos walked into the sea with a bunch of people whose corpses all kept coming up for thousands of years later. Blech. Whatever. Um, yeah, uh, and he said, oh, "It's me. I'm back. I was in there. I was in the sea visiting the old dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a nice time, and, and I'm back now. <laughs> so I'm back, baby. <laughs> so that was the Iron Islands. And what what was going on in Dawn? And in Dawn, we had a new the Vulture King uh, ascends and calls upon the mm-hmm. Dornish to avenge the evils done by House Targaryen. Mm-hmm. But they weren't um, an official. Yeah." Princess Daria was not up yeah. for it. She was like, no. Yeah, Daria had not... Not an official war. Supposedly. She probably denounced yeah. the Vulture King. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Aenys was... He was pretty confused, right? Everybody loves him. Yeah. Why are they in rebellion against him? Why don't they like me? Why? If they... He was like, why... They could have just come to me and told me that they were upset and now they're just making everything annoying and they won't even... Basically, he was sad. Pretty much. That's yep. what he did. That sounds, sounds throne. exactly that. And he was he was confused. He didn't know where to start either. He, I think he, he no. initially thought he'd start in the Vale and then backtracked because if he went to the Vale, yep. it would make King's Landing... Um, vulnerable, vulnerable to attack from Hair in the Red. So that's he decided to start there. Yep. Yep. And he sends his queen and his babies to Dragonstone first. Yeah, he just didn't know. He just didn't know what to do. I'm glad he sent his wife and children off to Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. But he just, like, it annoys me. Like, he's, he sends off his hand and says, right, you're going to go and take ships to the Vale. And just as they're like, right, okay, well, ready ship. Do you know how long it takes to do that? It takes like, effort mm-hmm. to ready ships, to get armies together. And they're yep. about to set sail. He's like, oh, actually, no, I've changed my mind, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can you come back? And uh, in fact, like, let's let's go hunt for Harren the Red instead. Uh, and we'll do that. And I'll, I'll get some other people to talk about what we should do. Um, and it's just like, come on, dude. Yep. Get a, just pick pick a thing. Pick a thing. Pick one thing to do. 
Yep. Stick with um, it. I think that I think he made the right call though. I think taking the threat that was closer to home and not leaving King's Landing undefended was wiser. Mm. Although Harren the Red is just a uh what's the word? A a group of outlaws. It's not like an army. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know? Well, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't have you don't we don't know necessarily how charismatic mm. he was or if he could have got people together That's under true. his cause or under his banner, right? So but by I, this point, King's Landing had walls, right? So, yeah, that's true. But not a great army to defend it if he if he took them all to the Vale. No, that's true. So mm. really, Magor saves the day. Aenys sticks around, yep. sends his men to handle what's happening with the Riverlands Rebellion, and Magor shows up in the Vale on mm-hmm. dun 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 bum bum on Beleriand. Larian. Yep. Finally. He claims him. The only one that's good enough for me. The only dragon good enough for Magor. So that's good. Did he did he save the day? He did. He uh the well the eerie garrison saw Balerian shit their pants, as you would. Um, <laughs> as you would. Capture captured Jonos and handed him over to Magor. Yep. He was chucked out the moon door like his brother before him. Mm-hmm. And Magor yep. executed every pretender. He would not put them to the sword. That was too good for them. He hanged them all from the walls of the Eyrie. Mm, naked. He hanged naked. them naked. Yes. And that's, that's quite a statement because people of a certain um, level, what do I mean? Like Status. A class. Birthright. Class. Status. Yes. yes. St- status, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Status. They get beheaded. So if you're a fancy doodah, you get beheaded. Mm-hmm. And it's poor people and lower down people who get hung. Um, or hanged, I should say. Hung is a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> you sure is. They yeah. were very well hung. Uh, but no, he hanged them naked. And that is very... It's very... Sim- again, it's symbolically important because he's saying you're you're nothing to me. Yes. Basically. You're lesser if you're, you're not rebel, worthy. Yeah. And you do. You lose all status 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 mm-hmm. when you rebel against the crown that's you do you do you do yeah you would do so next is the iron islands uh what mm-hmm. happens to lodos oh i've written gross in my this is another <laughs> gross story there's so many gross things that happen in this so goran greyjoy who so the greyjoys had been proclaimed the they're lords of the Iron Islands. So Goran Greyjoy, he wasn't having none of this with King Lodos, mm-hmm. second of his name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, no, I'm not having this bullshit. Uh, and basically took loads of long ships to Old Wick, sorry, and Great Wick, where loads of Lodos's followers were. Yep. And he killed tons of them. And chopped off Lodos's head, but this is what's gross. Afterwards, he had the head of the priest king pickled in brine and sent to King's Landing. Aenys was so pleased by the gift, let me turn the page, that he offered Greyjoy any boon he might desire. I love that word, boon. I like the word boon as boon. well. It's a great word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, this was a whoopsie, because that was a bit... It wasn't the greatest idea because uh, Goran said, can we get rid of, we follow the drowned god. So I want you to, I want to get rid of any scepters and septons and any 
of this seven worship of the seven bollocks off my islands and king Aenys had to agree to it so that was the end of but i love that that's the maester skewing of it right Aenys might have been like yeah sure dude whatever but the maester's like this was a terrible thing to to have to commit terrible thing to do how awful exactly i wonder whatever happened to the pickled head of lodos do you think Aenys kept it it's somewhere in the red key (laughs) it might be somewhere in the red key i hope i hope it is (laughs) yeah some in one of them, and maybe in the Maesters. Yeah, I was uh, thinking that Grand Maester Paisel's. Uh, oops, that's a spoiler, I suppose, but it's just a name. Uh, it's, it's a character. <laughs> yeah. Just a character name. Just a character name. So it's fine. I'll be hanging out yeah. in his. But it's somewhere, uh, somewhere in the Red Keep, there will be a pickled head of uh, Lodos. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was going to start talking about Iron Island stuff, but that's too spoilery. I've got so much to say about the Iron Island. Save it. Save it for yeah. later. Yes, but that wasn't the worst one. So that was quite quick. Like the veil was quickly put down. Um, again, it was similar to last time. Like the sisters, which is part of the veil, mm-hmm. they were put down really quickly. Yep. The Iron Islands last time were put down quickly, and they were put down quickly this time too. And it was dawn that proved once again the hardest to deal with, or the long, the, certainly the longest one to deal with. Yes. Um, and the most threatening um, for the whole the kingdom as a whole, right? Uh, what did the Vulture King do? What did he do? Well, I know I was going to say, we talked a, a, a minute ago that he was publicly denounced by Princess Daria, but it still was rumored mm. that she was secretly involved funding him, sending him soldiers. That's true. Right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. important to note. She's never, she never came forward and nothing ever came of it. Um, but no. He, but he was, he was really harassing a certain area of Westeros, right? The... Marcher lords? Yeah, the marchers, really. Yeah, Yeah, marcher lords who were on the borders. Uh, But his army was so big that he he split it in half. It was like 30,000, wasn't it? Which was his Am I right? Is that right? I think that's right. It's large. Large and in charge. Yeah, more than than 30,000 men. And so he had to divide his strength. Um, And he marched against Nightsong and Hornhill. And the other half went to get Stonehelm. And uh, as well, under the new will, son of the widow lover, Walter Will. Walter Will. Walter will. will of Will and Walter Will. <laughs> but didn't go that well. Didn't go him, that well. Did it? No, the Wills met met the Baratheons. Yes, or as one hand. Mm-hmm. And they, they took him down, put all the men to slaughter, captured Walter. And mm-hmm. as the son of the man who took his sword hand, he took his hands and feet, which Ooh. is lovely. Yep. He called it, it basically was like a tax. He called it his usury. His so usury, I'm, his tax. You've, yeah. you've owed me a hand for years, so I'm not just going to take a hand, I'm going to take your feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both hands and your feet. So, God only knows, did he just mm-hmm. leave him? Like leave him there to figure out his way about? Or did he kill him after, I wonder? Oh, doesn't say just left him to bleed yeah doesn't say um although uh lord Baratheon himself died he did on the march he, back, didn't he, he wore the rotting hands and feet of his enemy but he died a happy man on his march home i really like this bit there's a bit that is not spoil is it spoilery no yes but basically that his his son davos said he died smiling mm-hmm. uh at the rotten hands and feet that dangled on his tent like a string of onions. Devils. <laughs> I know. Onions. Those, if you know, you know. Just, That's all we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I just really liked that. I was like, oh, 
onions. I see what you did there. Yeah. I see what you did there, George. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know, read the books. Yeah. So there we go. And how did the Vulture King do? Was he like... He was fine. Lived lived a nice long life. No. No, he didn't. Um, The other half of the army... I thought you were being serious there. Like, (laughs) did we read different books? (laughs) Canadians have a really dry, sarcastic humor. (laughs) Sometimes you can see it. Sometimes you can't. Um, well, that that one that one I didn't see coming at all. So. <laughs> the Vulture King took his half of the army, and he ran into Savage Sam Tarley of Horn Hill and Heartsbane. I love again. So I think there's this is another one. Uh, yeah. Savage Sam. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I've written it like underlined that one. Savage Sam. Mm-hmm. And also, can we just have a little shout out for Lady Karen? I like it, and also the Dondarian, right? Was it the Dondarian yes. at this point? it oh yes i feel like he was oh, there too or was he, he was he with he cut, didn't he cut off but he was mutilated why was lord dondarian mutilated i think because he said he could smell the vulture king coming yes but they said he said they could smell him coming for mm-hmm. like 30 miles or whatever or 30 yep. million leagues and so he the, the vulture king cut off his nose so he yep, was right. a noseless uh, Harmon Dondarian. So they had Lady Karen, um, Dondarian, and Sam Tarly, Sam, Savage Sam. Savage Sam. Essentially just cut them down, didn't they? Yep, they did. They broke right in. They destroyed the forces. They took the Vulture King, captured him, tied him naked mm. between two posts to be eaten by yes. vultures. Really, he died of exposure and mm. thirst. But... Mm, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but then he was eaten probably by vultures after that. Yes, he would have been. Mm-hmm. But he was like the first vulture king. Lots of people style themselves vulture. Yeah, king, there would but... be there. As we'll cover, there will be more, and they will do mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. impact the realm for sure. Do you know what I just tried to do on my book? <laughs> I can't believe I just did this. What did you do? <laughs> I was like. I was just looking down the page. I was like, oh, I'm done with this page. And I just tried to scroll down the page with my two fingers. That's amazing. <laughs> like, We're that's so not spoiled work, by it? technology. That's great. I know. Oh, like, it's not working. I just, it won't let me scroll. Oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> this ridiculous. Is not a tablet. That's funny. <laughs> no. Yeah. What the fuck is my problem? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> Harry the Red was still around, though, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, he was still around, but he was finally found in a village west of the God's Eye. He, but he didn't go, yes, it says he didn't go down very meekly mm-hmm. in his last fight. He slew the king's hand, Lord Stokeworth, right. Before, right. before being cut down by Stokeworth squire, Bernard Brune. Mm-hmm. And that's when Aenys was like, thank you so much. Oh. And he knighted him, right? Yeah, he knighted uh, Brune, Bernard Brune. Yep. And gave rewards to Davos Baratheon and Tarly and No Nose Dondarian. That's a good one. <laughs> no Nose. I feel like that's another reference to Lord Voldemort there because people called Lord Voldemort No Nose. No Nose. That's um, in the movies anyway. I don't know Ellen. if he has a nose in the books. I can't remember. No, but I do. Call him No Nose. <laughs> so gave them all stuff. But he gave the biggest one to Magor, didn't he? His baby brother. He did. His baby he, bro. Named him Hand of the King for his uh, reward for aiding in the Vale Rebellion. 
And then two dragons hatched. They took it for a sign. They did, yeah. Two dragons hatched in the fires. And they're like, oh, it must be the end to all of their anger between them. They must be being best friends now. He's going to be Hand of the King and they're going to work together and it's going to be so nice and they're going to do each other's hair and have sleepovers. Right? Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. Sure. Yeah. I can tell she's being sarcastic now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because you know full well that's not what happened. (laughs) I know, I do know full well that that's not. But happened. they did okay. Did they did all right long. for like two years. They they worked well yeah, together. Yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But although Aenys was getting into some stuff though, right? He was getting into like alchemy and astronomy and astrology. Yeah, he was off. That's doing interesting a... that they he's put um, a difference between astronomy and astrology because one of them is like star signs and the other one is planets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are there target? Are there Westerosi star signs? <laughs> Like, generally yeah, are there? There are. Aren't there? I feel like they talk about it in... They, I think the wildlings do. The free folk do. What? Don't they? Start, like, zodiac star signs. But I feel like they talk about the the patterns in the stars and that they mean things. Yeah, but that, that's, astro- that's astronomy, right? Or astrology. One of them is the patterns in the stars and the planets and shit. And the other one, astrology... So he was a Libra. (laughs) Yes, basically. (laughs) Astrology and stuff like that is is star signs. That's like your zodiac sign. So now I'm wondering if there was genuinely star signs (laughs) in Westerosi society. It it is canon. Oh, 80s. 80s. You're such a Scorpio. But it's interesting Um, because um, 80s essentially... It shows that he was busy, so you would assume that the hand was the one ruling the realm, and then they were fine for two years, right? Any stepped away, he let Magor do his thing, he let him take control of the realm, mm-hmm. and they were fine for two years. Yeah. Until Anis and Alyssa mm-hmm. had another child, right? Yep. And for whatever reason, yes. this child does not live long. She does die no. in the cradle. Vela. Yeah. Vela. But, sh- but, but Magor it, was just like, fuck this shit! Yeah, it like sets Basically. something right off in Magor. And he just loses it. Yeah. He's been he's with triggered. his wife. He's like, yeah. I'm triggered. He's yeah. such a snowflake, man. He's just triggered. <laughs> he's been married for like 14, almost 15 years now. And yeah. childless and still. So he snaps. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? He marries another woman. He says, my wife is barren, clearly. Obviously, it's not his fault. His penis isn't empty. Never. It's her womb. Yes. Never. Of course. Um, Which is, which, do you know what it made me think of straight away? Was um, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I never read or watched that, but I probably should do. Oh, okay. But... Yeah, the book is amazing. I've watched the first couple of series. I couldn't take it anymore after that because I thought this is too depressing. Yeah. But um, the book is fantastic. My sister was a big fan of it. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. I highly recommend it. But in those stories, um, it, within the within the, the story itself, basically the birth rate's gone down hugely and that's why they're handmaids because they're supposed to be women to be surrogates but it's all blamed on the women of course it's it blamed is. it's said that the women are infertile mm-hmm. and actually one of the i think one of the doctors sort of secretly says to the handmaid basically like he shouldn't have said this it was a bit dangerous 
but essentially they're pretty sure it's actually the men who are infertile mm-hmm. or most or the men are the main problem and it's not actually the women um as to why the, the birth rate's gone down sounds about right it just it just made me think of that because it's like it's it's obviously the woman's problem. She's she's barren. I need to take another wife, and so he took uh, Alice Haraway, the daughter of the new Lord of Harrenhal, because obviously uh, Gargon or Gargoyle or whatever his name is have died. So mm-hmm. the new Lord of Harrenhal became Lord Haraway. So yeah. yes, they they got married on Dragonstone. They did under the ages. Of Dowager Queen Visenya, so that's that word, ages. That's that word. It yeah. also means Ashes. under under the supervision, permission. Yes. Yeah. Authority yeah, exactly. of Visenya. Yeah. I would love because this was actually a, a Valyrian rite. It wasn't done by a septon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's wed by blood and fire, and we've seen in the show, Rhaenyra and Damon. God, I can't remember. Damon. That's it. So we see what I think was a Valyrian rite. Yes. Then yeah. do you think that's what that was? Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. Do you think that's what it would have been or or were they making up kind of what they thought it might be? Or do you think George had a hand in it and to say, oh no, that's that's what it is. That's what a Valyrian rite is. I feel like George had a hand in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know if it's exactly as it would be, but I feel like George had a hand in it and he let sort of the mm. production crew take over, but... Yeah, that's mm. my take. So I'd love to know what it's like, though. Yeah, me too. I wonder if people are having Valyrian weddings now. Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe. <laughs> it's like a thing. Yeah. Uh, I think there was definitely blood. They put blood on each other's faces and stuff, didn't they? Forehead yeah. and lips, I think. Yeah, yeah I remember rightly. Yeah. And what did Aenys think yes. of this second marriage, the second one? Oh, he loved it. He yeah. was like, congratulations, guys. I wish I'd been there. Julio. Let's have a big, like, love my new uh, sister party for you when you get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, no, that's wrong. Um, no, because they didn't ask permission of the king. And obviously, he's the brother, the king of the king's brother. So the king is supposed to kind of sanction the marriage. Royal marriages. Of his, all the royal marriages, exactly. So they didn't ask permission for one. Mm-hmm. And then, so he was annoyed. And also, Obviously, it pissed off Lord Hightower. Yeah. Who's the father of uh, Lady Cerise Hightower. And then also it pissed off the Faith. Yeah, the High Septon, like, loses his shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's called it. He denounced Magor's marriage as sin and fornication and called the Princess New Bride this whore of Haraway. That makes me so no mad. No true son or daughter of the seven would ever bow to such, he thundered. I have, yeah. I have WTF written beside the whore of Haraway. Yeah. Because somehow it's her fault yeah. that, that yeah, Magor did fault, this. Obviously. obviously it's her fault. Yeah. Just like it's Cerise's fault yeah. that, that no children have been yeah. born. Obviously it's Alice Haraway's fault that Magor decided to marry her and make her a second wife. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course it's her of fault. Of course it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Magor was like, "No, I remain." He's really defiant about it. He didn't. He he's didn't adamant. think that the faith he, should have anything to do no. with yeah. Targaryen rights. He's like, "Well, we're Targaryens. We're not adherents to the faith of the Seven. So no one else has dragons. You. I can do what the fuck I want to." I think was Magor's perspective. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The strictures of the faith might rule lesser men, but not the blood of the dragon. 
Ainies couldn't do it and sort it out. He didn't know, he couldn't really... He openly condemned the marriage and lots of people, lots of laws and stuff started calling, talking of Megor's whore. So everyone called her a whore. I hate them so much. It just bugs me. Yeah. But Aenys actually stepped up. He took a stand to Megor. Vexed and angry, King Aenys gave his brother a choice. Set her aside and return to your wife or suffer five years in exile. And Megor chose... He chose exile. He chose exile. Yeah. He took off for Pentos, taking Lady Alice, Valerian, and his favorite sword, Blackfire, with mm-hmm. him, leaving Dark Sister on the walls mm-hmm. of Dragonstone, just for the record. Amy's <laughs> asked for Blackfire back, right? Yeah. Your grace is welcome to try and take her from me. Didn't work. And then Lady Cerise was left abandoned in King's Landing. There's a story that comes up next that really grosses me out um, of the guy Septon Mermison who mm-hmm. was brought in to try and sort some things out. Well, he was re- he, he just sounds like Megor's a sex hand, offender. Right? Yes, I have the same note. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. He was brought in as hand of the king, and it was said that he could heal the sick by laying on hands. I'm just like, oh, okay, you're a sex offender, basically. <laughs> you're taking advantage of sick people. Yeah. And he said, the king had him lay hands on Lady Cerise's belly every night. Mm-hmm. How gross that would you be? Oh my god, Steph, my, like, my brain goes a step farther. I have gross thoughts. Did the Septon inflict himself on Cerise and she left when she mm-hmm. realizes she was with child, so she had to leave and have a baby and like get rid of it. Maybe. That was my brain. It does say that she soon grew weary of the nightly ritual. Like, yeah. of course. She'd be like, either you're right or she just was a bit like this guy is grossing me out he keeps touching me i am not up for this bollocks like get me out of here Mm -hmm. no thank you he was probably like gross and drooling and like going ew i'll put my hand oh god i just got shivers (laughs) (laughs) and he probably went well if this one doesn't work i could maybe put my penis in your vagina that might help too and And she's like that will heal you i know that will heal you yeah i didn't think of that she might have a baby because there's no talk of there being no but she did leave abruptly as well so maybe she really like maybe he was probably she she was sick of being probably he probably she probably like touched her in places she and she's like fuck this i'm off like leave me alone i mean i hope i hope that's all it was and that mine is like totally off kilter but it is not historically uncommon at all for women especially highborn women to hide a pregnancy Mm -hmm. and take off right Mm -hmm. and then yeah 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 basically the king realized that he was this wasn't working yeah i wanted to go back to septon septon mermson's um being appointed as the hand as well that was probably probably done to try and appease the faith a little bit right i know my my brother did this i don't approve to show you that I'm on your side, I'm going to bring in one of your own as my hand. And that would have been the first Septon to be named as hand. Yeah. And the only one, right? No. Nope. Oh, no. There was another one. Yeah. Very famous one. That Very was silly of me. Yeah. But I don't think it didn't help, though, did it? No. No. Um, the high Septon was not, he was not on board. No, he continued to thunder. But of course he would, because not only was it an affront to the faith in, in the polygamy but it was it was the fact mm. that it was his blood, right? It was his family that was offended. So that's I think that's why he took such offense to it was because it was it was a high tower that he offended. Yeah, yeah, it was a high tower as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, the king had no idea that people were 
shocked at his inability to control his brother. He was just completely oblivious mm-hmm. to all of it and thought everything was happy. All the pieces yeah. gone, pieces arrived again. But it's just like, I, I can't... How how can you be so... Was he actually oblivious or was he well, just it gets choosing worse. to... It gets worse. Well, yeah. Yeah. Do you what, want to talk about that? Yeah. What makes it worse was he decides to marry... And we know how the realm feels about, um, or the faith especially, feel about incestuous marriages. But Aenys decides, as is the custom of House Targaryen, to wed his oldest daughter, Princess Rhaena, to his oldest son, Prince Aegon. And the realm erupted with it. Did not approve. Yeah, the realm went fucking crazy. I was going to say, it says, because we've talked a lot about Rhaena being gay or um, having, you know, connections and relations to these women in her life but it says that it, it seems like they probably always expected to be wed to her brother so yeah yeah that was that was and a they were good friends they were companions expecting. weren't they yeah yeah mm. three years apart she's 18 and he's 15 when the marriage is proposed yep so and i was gonna say it's a good thing because apparently Aegon was a bit of a player yeah he liked to get around yeah and then also just maybe this is just to dissuade some of those rumors that that you were talking about princess reyna had many a suitor as well but unlike her brother she gave encouragement encouragement to none of them but it does say that she's like you haven't got a vagina i don't i'm not interested yeah she's like no thank you again (laughs) why reyna reminds me of me because i'm like so awkward when people come on to me i'm like oh okay that's okay bye um but it does say that um at 16, she decided herself a woman grown, so she was free to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, free to fly where she will. And then the mm-hmm. little rumor that maybe she had given her maidenhead to a singer or a blacksmith's son or a village septon. So Anies had to, yeah, or several <laughs> women long ago. Uh, yep. So it was time that Anies Because she had a, another favorite, didn't she? She had a Royce now, Elaine Royce. Mm-hmm. She did. Um, yeah. Who she took flying on the back of Dreamfire. As often as she took Aegon, too. Like, Aegon would also fly on Dreamfire with her. Maybe she was sexually fluid, but I tend to think that she was... Maybe. She was... I think she probably just knew it was her duty. Like, like Senya kind of was like, yeah, this is my... I've got to do this. Yeah, I agree. She'd been resigned to that her whole life, I think. The storm that greeted the king's announcement took them all by surprise. Even though the warning signs had Mm -hmm. been plain enough... For those with the wit to read them. I love that line. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good line. It's, it's good. amazing. Yeah. So the faith went crazy. The high septon was pissed. Any children born yeah. of them would be abominations in the sight of gods and men. Amy's dug in. He decided that they were going to, that this was going to happen. And mm-hmm. so they got married. But I like that Visenya, I thought she had a bit of a cool moment there though didn't she she did she said you've got two choices you have to abandon this idea and find new matches for them Mm -hmm. or take quicksilver fly to old town and burn the shit out of the starry set burn the shit around the high septum's head yep but he didn't do either of those he just persisted with it yep he did yeah it wasn't a great wedding no a little bit of um intimidation tactics happening by the faith yep yeah yeah i still find it disturbing that the faith has an army i find it very odd and like like we will we condone we condemn incest but we condone and have our own violent factions yeah so yeah i'm i was i'm surprised that Aegon permitted that to continue like for them Mm. to have that 
Uh, I think he didn't want to step on the toes of them too much. He mm -hmm. wanted to give purpose to people who wanted to find faith. But yeah, I I am surprised at how Aegon didn't seem to do a lot with them or, or put them in their place when it came to what he wanted for his heirs and his mm. his descendants. He didn't seem there was a yeah. lot of things that he was very organized in and a lot of things he, he wasn't and he dropped the ball on that no. one for sure. But again, did. so is Aenys, right? Like maybe he expected that there were some things that would his heir would have to take care of and Aenys would have to take care of this and Aenys doesn't do a very good job of it, obviously. No. Maybe yeah. they just thought, well I'm your king, so you've got to do what I say. You've got I'm to the do king. what I say. Could be. Uh but but people at the when they arrived at the wedding, the warrior sons were taking note of who had come they were to the wedding yeah they were uh and the other lords stayed away because they're afraid of that happening as well mm -hmm. yeah and then oh god and then Annie's put his foot in it by naming Egon the prince of dragonstone which was the title that magor had didn't he well but he was in exile right so I don't think he was an exile. I don't think Aenys was wrong to take this to to do this to pass it along to his own no. son instead of instead of his brother. I it was don't. More of an I oopsie think... because because Visenya just like gets out of that. She's like, oh yeah, oh, she's I'm just yeah, she just pisses off. She's like, fuck this noise, and she yeah. leaves. And and I don't blame her for that either. It probably should have been something he warned her about. But Indeed. but I don't think he was like outside of his rights to do that. Not at all. No. So a Aenys not knowing basically how much the he'd annoyed everybody in the realm. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a clue. Not a clue. Sends his kiddos on a royal progress because that's a safe, safe thing to do. No, stupid. Pretty Honestly. Stupid. Pretty stupid. I've, ri oh. I've written Aenys <laughs> in like caps and exclamation. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Forbids Reyna from bringing her dragon. I know. Why? Like, just ridiculous. You want your children to die. That's what yeah. I think. And it says that he grossly misjudged the temper of the kingdom. Yep. And the piety of his people and the power of the high septum's words. They were the Aegon and Rainer were jeered by crowds of the faithful. Uh, at Maidenpool, not a single septum could be found to pronounce a blessing at the feast of Lord Moot that Lord Mooton threw for them. When they got to Harrenhal, Lucas, Lord Lucas Harroway refused to let them in. Unless they agreed to acknowledge that uh, his daughter Alice was a true and lawful wife of Magor. Yep. Obviously, Alice Haraway had married Magor, and they wouldn't because they weren't allowed to. Yep. So yep. he didn't let them in. They had to spend night in their tents beneath the walls of, of Harrenhal. Like, uh, that's pretty insulting. That's to... pretty insulting and pretty embarrassing. That's really. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Aegon drew his sword to tell them off, but it was actually Rayna again. Yes, Queen. Yes, who uh, rode up to them to say to all the these people uh, who wouldn't let them in, saying, "What did you say? Oh, you're fearless when facing a girl on a horse. I see. Next time I come, I will be on a dragon. Throw dirt on me, then I pray you." Yep, crushes it. Mm -hmm. Crushes it. Yep, they have dirt thrown on them by the poor fellows. Septon Mermson is expelled from the faith for performing the, the royal wedding in the first place. Yep. High Septon goes on to call Aenys king abomination, which is lovely. And then the poor fellows attack and murder Septon Mermson in the streets of King's Landing. In a gro another gross way. People don't just like... No, it's not a simple thing. Do like thing. a quick murder. Mm -hmm. They hacked him to pieces with their axes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, God. 
Uh, and basically there was like two camps set up in King's Landing. You've got the Hill of Rainies, which had the Sept on it. And then you've got King's, uh, the Red Keep, which like in the, the Sept, loads of warrior sons were sort of gathering, weren't they, inside the Sept and yep. fortifying it. Um, and of course you've got the Red Keep where King Aenys is opposite hills. Hunkering down. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, nearly could have could be a war pretty much between him and the faith, really. Well it was. Yeah, it was that's what was exactly what was mm. breaking out. So Aenys friends to Dragonstone. He'd already moved the children, so he decides to head yeah. head there as well, right? Well maybe he called them back after the mm-hmm. other ones had settled, but once this faith stuff kicked up. But they nearly killed him. They nearly killed the family. They, they, they managed to scale the walls of where he was living. Mm-hmm. And only and only Aenys was only saved by his king's guard. So what what should Aenys have done differently? What's your like the world is erupting <laughs> around him. Like what do you think Jesus what do you think was like the moment that he there was the point of no return between him and the faith? I he should have sorted it out in the first place. He should like, have, if you go back, you've got to go back to the beginning. He should have it made a decree of you can't do this. Yeah. He he should have got rid of the uh, the army of the faith, and he should. I uh, I don't agree with violence, but I do think he should have shown some force. He's basically giving the faith everything. Really, yeah. he, he's not showed a single bit of strength. Like that's anything. Like he doesn't have to burn everything down, like Visenya says. But even just to show a little bit of, well, hang on a minute, I've got dragons. How about you back down a bit? You know, there's lots of things he should have done. Yeah. Starting with yeah. not allow like not allowing the faith to have this position on his family anyway. Like I don't know whether it's arrogance to kind of believe that oh well I'm the king so they can't. But yeah, I, it's I interesting because Aegon never really gave them a ton, right? Like I said, we talked to it in the last episode. He didn't even build them their first step, so he didn't really give. No. He took their counsel, but he didn't give them any level of power, any no. measure of power. And Aenys is somehow still slowly losing his power to the faith, right? But I think they're underestimating the importance of the faith. They're, oh, they're I not think godly so too. people. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that they've thought enough about the the power of the church or the the faith. It's not really a church, but I, you know, do you know what I mean? It's that I do. there's no. Yeah. They've not. They've they've massively underestimated the fervor of the people. Yeah. In that one. Big time. Big time. Yeah. What do you think you should have done differently? I'm passing your question back to you. Um, I think all the same. I think that he needed he. I think Aegon should have set a precedent uh, with the faith, and he ignored it. So I think Aenys stepped into a lot of things that he didn't anticipate because his father never really presented them as something that could become an issue. So I think, yeah, Aenys needed to show some power. He needed to show. He needed to display himself as the leader of this country and not let the High Septon take that mm. take mm. that from him. Because essentially the High... And I think they say that later. The High Septon declares himself king or someone says the High Septon is king in all oh, but yeah. name. And and he was. Yeah. He was the one it's ruling that's the tre- people. Oh, that's full on treason. Yeah. Yeah. But it's full on treason. Yes. You know. But he, but it, but in accuracy, he was the one who was ruling the people. The people tend... They mm. would listen to the High Septon more than they were listening to the king himself. But this is why my old town theory, if anyone becomes a patron, you can hear it. I think the old town theory is really important because I do think that the set, the the faith, this is why they would be part of 
wanting to bring down the Targaryens in any sense. Well, and because... I think Maegor's failed marriage to Cerise Hightower just made that that much worse. Like, if that, if your theory mm-hmm. wasn't a thing when Aegon first conquered, it became one mm-hmm. with the way Maegor treated Cerise. You know, I think that that was probably a really pivotal moment in the relationship between the Hightowers and the Crown. I was going to say, like, the Rhaena and Aegon are, are fucked as well because they're... Oh, yeah. They because the people are being so terrible to them, they have to abandon their whole the the the, the progress they were going to make around the country. Yeah, they just have to they have to just like hunker down for their yeah, safety. and Craycore. Right? So they're in the Westerlands. Yeah, and you know that essentially, yeah, you're right. Just hunker down. Be what's the word I'm looking for? Like going to lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shelter. Go out. Yep, they halt the progress. And all the worry made Rainy, Rainy's, nope, not Rainy's, Amy's very, very sick. He was 35, but people said he looked about 60. Mm-hmm. And that Grandmaster Gawain said he off took to his bed with loose bowels and stomach cramps. So I want to know, is that IBS <laughs> or is it poison? I think he's being poisoned. I think there's yeah. this part where when he arrives on Dragonstone, Visenya calls him a fool and a weakling, urges him to be more like Aegon, uses dragon... Or let her go in his behalf and just burn the shit out of them. Yep. And Amy yep. sends her to bed. He sends her to her bed chambers. <laughs> go and to her, bed, you're tired. Go to bed, you're tired. And I think for Visenya, that was like, that was, I mean, horrendous to her pride for something like that to be mm-hmm. said to her. And I think for her, that was the last straw. I have a stronger son. We can rule this realm without Aenys. Let's get rid of mm-hmm. him. And she she was the one who had been living on Dragonstone the most for the longest. I think all the servants were loyal to her. So, yeah, I think she's poisoning him. And so he's... With widow's blood, right? Because yeah. isn't, that, isn't that the poison that drowns a man in his bowelly fluids? Wouldn't that make it even better right? that it's called widow's blood? Doesn't that make it even more appropriate I know. for it to be presented? Exactly. Cause yeah. she, exactly. She's yeah. the widow. Yeah, so he's got... He's pooping, his, he's pooping himself... And the Grand Maester can't seem to cure him at all. So, unfortunately, Queen Brisenia takes care of him. And suddenly he dies. So well, he did He did a little better for a moment. And then he died. He did. Yeah. And then he died. When Apparently when he heard that thousands of poor fellows, that's the second army of the faith, uh, they'd surrounded Crake Hall, where Egon and Rainer were stuck. Mm-hmm. Three days later, the king was dead. Yep. He pooped himself to death. He did. Yep. Poor Aenys. Mm-hmm. Given to the flames like oh, his nice. father, his pyre was lit by his dragon, Quicksilver, but Vermithor mm-hmm. and um, Silverwing added flames to the fire, which I thought, like I said earlier, I thought it was interesting that Balerion did not light Aegon's pyre, but Quicksilver was yeah, Aenys' dragon and he lit his fire. So I wonder mm. why that is. Viserys and Jaehaerys were there, and Alysanne was there, and Alyssa. She mm-hmm. sang a dirge for him. Mm-hmm. Visenya was not there. Where Where did Visenya she go? She was not there. Where'd she go? She, within an hour of the king's death, she had mounted Vagar and flown east across the narrow sea. When she returned, Prince Magor was with her on Balerion. Bum, dun, bum, dun, bum. Dun. <laughs> and there we go. That's where we were... That's it. That's where we're going to leave that. We're, that's half the chapter. This is why we had to divide it in half. Otherwise, we'd be here till the end of time. For a million years. <laughs> yes, literally. 
Uh, so next forever. time next time we will cover uh the back half of the chapter the final mm-hmm. that's like 30 pages of sons of the dragon yeah it, it's basically half it's pretty much exactly it's almost half. it's a long one it's a long one and we'll find out what happens when when uh magor comes back mm-hmm. and they all lived happily ever after the end totally. Yeah, cool totally um but now i think are we gonna have a um a spoilery section? You said you had some spoiler things you wanted to talk about. So. I do have a few little spoiler sections. So if you are uh, reading, you haven't read um, All of Fire and Blood, or you haven't read A Slime by Sea Fire, you don't want to hear the comparisons or spoilery moments, then hop off now and thank you for joining us. Mm. Yeah, thank you very much. See you next mm-hmm. time. Yeah. All right. So do so you have you any... talk about? Any, like, moments? Um, I... Did I? But I, you, you start. You start because mine are very minor. So mine are minor too. It's not going to be really. a super long spoilery section. I just think there's a lot of comparisons. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aegon and Rainies, or Aegon and Reyna. Sorry, excuse me. Getting married um, and how they were both sort of resigned to the fact that that was the plan they were going to marry reminds me a lot of that early Danny chapter with her and how she always assumed she would marry her brother Viserys. So she had just sort of resigned herself, right? That that would be her fate because mm-hmm. that was just the custom of mm-hmm. Targaryen. So we obviously, we know that that custom sort of continues through, um, mm. even though some kings try to cow to the faith, but it doesn't work yep. out. Magor um, and Joffrey, cat mutilations. Oh, God, that. yes. And then the and Cle- Gregor Clegane killing the yeah. horse mm-hmm. yep. as well. Um, I think we're supposed to think about them. I think we are too. We're meant to not like, not like Magor. I think. I think that's a that's relevant. Um, but that's what annoys me. I don't. If someone says you're meant to, I'm like, but do I have to? <laughs> so this is why I look for other. Do you know what I mean? That's why I look for other things yeah. about them. Yeah, to question because it. I feel it, like right? they're trying to make me not like them. I want to question it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I have, we talked a little bit about the aesthetics and how Amy's appearance is never really noted. We, I just assume, I think maybe because of artwork, that Amy's looks like Targaryen, right? And so we talked a little bit at the beginning of the episode about whether or not uh, someone else could be his father and maybe he just took on his mother's looks. So but then we have John later on in the series versus um, possibly Egg on the Six, possibly a Blackfire. But John obviously takes on his mother's looks so... Probably like the tar- I I wondered if the Targaryen genes are kind of like the Baratheon genes, where they just seem to always come through. But then yeah, in John's case, yeah. they don't. So I was just it just made me Aenys's parentage or possible parentage made me think of John and mm. and then Aegon I'm not the sure. Does it say well. that it was? I don't know. It doesn't say whether he has the coloring of the Targaryens. One thing I did literally before we began this. I was thinking about Oris Baratheon because he is a bastard of a Targaryen. And I was mm-hmm. thinking he marries uh, a Dondarian who also has similar, very dark features. Yeah. Um, but he is a half Targaryen, but his features are so... They're darker. Not Targaryen. He's got dark yeah. hair, blue eyes. Like that is what Karen continues and carries through with the Baratheons. It's very mm-hmm. the seed is strong, right? Um. So who the hell is his mother? I know. I saw you post and that. Actually, I think you posted that, right? Well, yeah. And actually, it was K two who said maybe it was a strong. Maybe it was should mama strong. Maybe. 
Um, and I wondered if maybe actually it was a strong, and actually, again, the seed is literally strong. The seed is and literally maybe strong. Yeah. Uh, and that perhaps it's just because Targaryen features seem to come through quite a lot, and there's only a few times where they don't. And that's with the Strongs when Rhaenyra has mm-hmm. strong bastards. Mm-hmm. But Rhaenyra also is not full blood Targaryen, so that would make sense that maybe that gene would be weakened. Maybe. But also when they marry into the Dornish, the yeah. some of the some yeah. of them end up having kind of Dornish colouring. Yeah, for sure. Like Baylor Breakspear and stuff like Baylor, that. Baylor Breakspear and uh Darren the Drunkard, the dreamer. Yeah. So there's a few times, but obviously like those features are clearly very, very, very strong. Mm-hmm. And even Robert Baratheon is part Targaryen, but none of that comes through. No. You, no, know, you wouldn't does. know. In fact, I'm just looking at the post now and this one, or Liz, has mm-hmm. replied and said maybe Jacques and Hagar. <laughs> um, it's the fun. Jacques and Hagar is the mother of Oris Baratheon. Yeah. Uh, she said, I wondered if he's the result of a right of the first night. That's what I wondered, if he was a result of that. But but he has to be highborn to be acknowledged, right? Yeah. But then where did the last name Baratheon come from? Well, again, like who the hell? That Maybe I think it's a name that he brought, bought, gave himself because... Mm-hmm. He wasn't named as a... I don't think anyone on Dragonstone had... They didn't have ba- bastard names on Dragonstone. That, or, that time, or he's not a bastard at all and he's just from a, a lesser house that existed at the time. Like, it says that it's rumoured that he was a bastard brother of Aegon, but maybe he wasn't. Mm, maybe. He maybe wasn't. Or maybe, like... Um, this is a, a historical poll. Um, but maybe, like... You know how Anne Boleyn's sister had an affair with Henry VIII before Anne Boleyn did? Mm-hmm. Yep. So H- Henry VIII is most likely the father of at least one of her children. She had two children. She had Catherine Carey, mm-hmm. and then she had a son. I can't remember his name. Mm. Probably Henry. Um, I think it was uh, Henry. Actually. So yeah. So she had two children that that took their father's name. Their father being the person that she that Henry married her to while she was pregnant. So they took that. So their last name is Carey, even though they were probably henry tudor's blood so it's possible that there's sort of a similar situation there where um Aenar targaryen had an affair with a married woman and created oris baratheon but his father was a baratheon only because it was his father as in the husband of the mm. wife i have wondered that too but maybe she was a strong I don't, or a bastard of a strong i don't know i just I, they, it just interests it's fascinating that that if if there is any relation whatsoever that his looks are so prominently darker, very, very much Baratheon-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder wonder big time where the name came from, but who knows? Yeah, I wonder if there's I, we should look it's up. a mystery to me. If I'd like, jo- I would like Gurm just to explain himself. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, tell me. I'm more. really getting like, just give me some, just a few tidbits, just anything, just yeah. any old shit, just, just please. Thank you very much. Another parallel uh, to the A Song of Ice and Fire, the, the fate of the of the Septon, of Septon, what is it, Mermson, versus the fate of the High Septon in A Song of Ice and Fire, torn apart in the streets of King's Landing. That did not, didn't go well for either of them. Nope. Gross. Uh, and then the last one I had to discuss 
was we were talking about the dragon bond and how some of them would sort of come out of their shell more or or as we yes. said in the episode sort of feel more complete once they were given yeah. a dragon and Daenerys does i think mm. she starts to have she's given the eggs and then she starts to feel more courageous and more complete and stuff and then the dreams come and so yeah. I, it does make me make me wonder a bit about her connect cuz she doesn't she doesn't get more courageous at the hatching of the dragon she gets it when she gets the eggs which makes me wonder if that has to do with the, the she does um, get more courageous surely because she becomes the mother of dragons and yes yeah but claims a Kalisar but what i mean is her waist. her courage her ability to step up even to Viserys doesn't exist until she has the eggs so the eggs oh God, yeah, no, the eggs no. start that process in her is what i mean or start mm-hmm, that change mm-hmm. in Daenerys so i kind of wonder if it also impacted the the demeanor of um, Jaehaerys and Elsan having the eggs in their cradle maybe strengthened them as well as the mm. dragons mm. and they become like the strongest the strongest rulers yeah like reigning rulers that they that they have yeah mm-hmm. it could be I think that's a really good point actually mm-hmm. and actually when the Targaryens don't have dragons they they struggle to rule really yeah yeah yeah, there's all yep. sorts of troubles uh, with Blackfire rebellions and you know and things like that. And it, imagine it, it, that if they for, had that considering they're a dynasty, they're not they're, that three hundred years is nothing. I this is what I always think about when I when I read it, and I think well, three hundred years is hardly anything. And maybe I that's know. just because I'm coming I think from this, it. No, from I think the British, same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe it just it's not a very long time. Mm-mm. to rule it's barely anything which is why i find it very funny that they're like well we're the i am the rightful king or queen and you think but you you've only really recently conquered i know that you brought westeros together so i guess you're the king of westeros or the queen of westeros but you've not been doing it for that it's not like you're saying this has gone back thousands of years there's only 16 targaryen kings exactly and I I say this uh, when I when we argue this in in like my Facebook group that I'm an admin of or on Twitter or whatever, the that Daenerys has the right to rule always kills me because her family run won no. the right via conquest, and Robert mm-hmm. won the right to be a conquest as well, mm-hmm. right? He he and fought I, the I ruler. Am, I am a Targaryen stan and I love Daenerys, but yeah. I f- do always question that and I always think well you you don't have the right you're you've not you you've not been around that long no family no um and like you say it's conquest i always think it's funny that even stannis is like i'm the rightful king after robert and i think it's renly who points out i think he's got a very good point that robert took the throne and made it Mm -hmm. his own yeah i know that they said oh well he's part Targaryen, so he's kind of got the right to it, but that's bollocks. That was um, just to he, appease he the, the Targaryen royalists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he he won the throne through conquest. He rebelled, usurped, won the throne. He he has no. There's. I don't understand how they can still justify it in like primogeniture or any of that after Robert Baratheon does that because you could literally just say, well, anyone can conquer and become king now yeah that that boar killed robert so he's the king <laughs> um yeah i don't agree with renly i think renly shouldn't be king but i think he's got a point when he says it to stannis and says well mm. i think i'd be a better king and that's that's basically 
Um, I think there's only one... I think they say it in season eight of Game of Thrones, and I don't like season eight, but there we go. But Bronn says something to Tyrion and Jaime. He sort of says, well, a, a person only becomes a knight because he kills a, num- a number of people, and if he kills more of those people, then he becomes a lord, and if he kills even more, then he's the king. And that's all it is. That's That's it. Yeah. Uh, so no one has any I don't see how anyone can justify and say you have the right to become a monarch no I think in the Targaryen in the Targaryen case it was like well dragons gave me the right to become a monarch and then that's just the irony like it's not actually a right mm. it's just a, I have more power than you I can show you that mm. so I have the right and and in which case Danny can cross the ocean and conquer and do the same thing and have the quote unquote right mm. in her dragons to do the same. But it but again it's it's still a lost cause if she can't have children because then what? If she can't. Mm. So well, I think that's nonsense as well. Yeah, I'm really because curious to I'm see where sure it goes. She's having a, yeah. Whether was she having a miscarriage? I think in... she had a miscarriage, yeah. 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 Exactly. So but I think that doesn't, I don't, I that think still doesn't nonsense. say that she can have a child. Like her womb quickened, maybe, but she didn't give birth to a child. Mm. So she still has not done that. Yeah, but she was starving. <laughs> she was starving. No, and, like, and, and eating yeah, poison berries, I know. But I yeah, just mean, yeah, it's, exactly. the, it's so, not proven until she does actually have a child. But yeah, I'm mm. curious to see where that, that goes. Anyway, hmm, those were all my spoilery tidbits that I wanted to talk about. Oh, cool. I like them. That one definitely got me thinking. Uh, I was very what really set me off was thinking about the fire not damaging the Valyrian steel sword mm-hmm. and, and ice I was thinking well <laughs> how the hell was ice separated if Belair if well exactly that's what right? I was going to say like, if Vagar's fire didn't damage but maybe there's a spell involved maybe because Tobo Mott who's the armourer says he can rework Valyrian steel but if he could then I suppose all the all the actual Valyrian steel... So, hang on a minute. Because is Valyrian steel just normal steel that has spells worked in it and it's folded X number of times? So if so, why if he knows how to work it, then why isn't he making loads more Valyrian steel stuff? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's made of a different material too. Maybe it's not just steel. Maybe. Maybe mm. it's made of something else. We don't know. Maybe, so it's, maybe, maybe there's obsidian. Maybe to rework it. Yeah, but he yeah. can't create it. But maybe there's obsidian in it. Maybe he doesn't know all the spells to create it. Who knows? Mm. But obviously or possibly he knows the spell to, if it's a spell, to undo it. That's the only thing I can think of to, that would make sense mm. for why Vagar's flames wouldn't have melted Blackfire. Exactly. And when I think about the spells going into the swords, you think, well, we all they all talk about how a spell has gone into making these swords. And yet loads of people deny that magic exists. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, mm-hmm. pick pick one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Stop yeah. saying that there's no magic, but spells mm-hmm. create steel. Yeah, I, that really got to me because there is loads of different types of steel, and then they've got you got we've got dragon steel as well, which is mentioned, which is not the same as Valyrian steel. We don't know that mm. though. It's just a different word. It could be that it's the same. Mm. It's just called something. It just has multiple names. But I just I thought it was just an interesting addition, just to say the, that it didn't burn, and I don't I don't understand that, uh, and I wonder mm-hmm. if it'll I know. become important. I agree. When we see Blackfire again, or uh, who knows? It just popped into my head quite a lot, and especially about uh, Tywin mm-hmm. Lannister. Yeah. 
doing his thing and breaking them up and I thought I don't understand yeah reforging ice so nice. yeah but that's it I think that's it for mm-hmm. me I think yeah same stood out for me I don't know yeah I don't think I've got anything else I think I think that's mm-hmm. everything for me so have you got anything else yeah Lovely. that's it for so me that's off? it for me do you want to say anything as a sign off no just uh just we love we got some feedback on the last episode and we, love, we? Love, loved it um what feedback did we get? hope that you guys yeah just on on facebook we got some feedback especially on um on our fun uh, ask the calazar question or ask the calazar jeepers creepers where am i um on our fun <laughs> i don't even know who i am anymore on our fun uh, edit that stuff out. It's messy. You'll get uh, there. You'll get there. I believe on our, you. On our, we got some feedback. <laughs> I will get there. Blah. We got some feedback on our uh, Ask Us questions submitted by our Patreon was that? cat is that on Patreon? Uh, last time. So um, that, that was fun. I know, but where is the that Kate feedback? Cat asked us it. on Patreon. How was that? No, oh, on Twitter. We got some oh, from the one on Twitter. Nice. There's some on Twitter. K2. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, we got some feedback, I think. So so send us feedback. We like feedback. If there's something that's not working for you, you think we could do differently, let us know. We yeah. are um, a new podcast, and we, we definitely like some um, constructive criticism as well as praise. And if you have a question for us, feel free to join us on Patreon and put in a, a ask us question because we love doing those. We do. Questions weekly. So patrons, don't forget, put in a question. It can be about really anything. All right, do you have a sign off? I'm just really enjoying going through Fire and Blood. It's been great to pick it apart. Mm-hmm. So I love it. And that's my sign off, really, because um, I'm enjoying all the gross stuff. I hope everyone else is enjoying all the really gross stories about people being chopped up by axes and mm-hmm. pickled heads and p- private parts. Yeah. Pickled heads. That's my be- that's yeah, my favorite that's part. That's pretty good actually. <laughs> and I want to know where I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off with yeah. asking any listeners where they think the pickled head is now. Where's it gone? Pickled head of of hair in the red. Yes. Yeah. Add us on Twitter at Kiss Podcast and let us know where is where, the where is head? the pickled head and will it come yeah. back in the stories? Well, it's time to say goodbye then. I think. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for joining Bye. us. Bye, everybody. Bye.